Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yes, welcome to Crunch Time, brought to you by iSuzu. The iSuzu MUX is born to tow, and you can call one 1170 to have your say. Remember, you set the agenda, 0457 736 736. Tweet at 1170SEM. We welcome our listeners, however you're tuning in, 1170SEM in Sydney, perhaps 1620SEM on the Gold Coast. Our listeners on the 693SENQ in Queensland, maybe you're listening via DAB Plus while driving your car. And you can download the SEN app, by the way, and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere you are to do so. Now, I'm a little bit concerned because today, race two at Randwick, our horse, uh, Jimmy Smith, a part of that as well. King's Trust just couldn't quite see it, the journey. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, Crunch Time goes from two hours to three hours. Can my co-pilot see out the journey? Adrian Prasenko, how are you, mate? It's the first time you've turned up with a packed lunch, so you know you're in for a long one. <laughs> yeah. I've got some Gatorades and yeah. a, you know, a few uh, Musashi bars or whatever else. We'll yeah. get through. Uh, Amen's pushing more buttons than anything here. Uh, here he, now, this bloke here's done more radio this week than Howard Stern. Uh, how are you, Miss Ol? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I actually, I woke up again this morning with no voice, and I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Went down to the beach, went for a swim. I'm back. You're back? Keep bouncing back. I don't yeah. know how I'm doing. I just keep bouncing back. What was your routine? <laughs> so a week of breakfast, right? Yeah. What was your routine? So you And you get up early anyway. Yeah. But would you go and have a little snoozy throughout the day? Uh, I was trying not to. Yeah. I just feel, when I have a midday nap, I just feel like the most unproductive person in the world. Because then that, after you wake up from the nap, you're an hour or two where you're groggy and yeah. you're not getting much done. So most of the week I've been uh, up at 4.30, on air till 9, driving from here to Marrickville. So I'm opening a gym yeah. in Marrickville in a couple of weeks' time. Give it a plug. Yeah, so it's going to be called Tribe Marrickville yeah. on Sydenham Road. Uh, strength and conditioning, CrossFit, uh, cardio, a bit of a mix of everything, yeah. classes and stuff. So I've been driving from here to Marrickville on the tools, on the hammer drill. Have you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of a cowboy builder. Um Spending most of the day on the tools and then uh, home and doing admin stuff and a few other businesses that I'm involved in. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Wow. But i tell you what, 12 o'clock, 12 p.m. on a Saturday, oof, it's a nice time slot. Okay. Well, tell nice me, okay slot. What about the time slot of 3 p.m.? You've had a big week. Are you going to earn it this afternoon? Have you, you have okay. earned it. Are you going to celebrate what's been a huge week? Uh, I've got six hours tomorrow of swim clinics with oh, little kids yeah. up at Pimble Ladies College on the North Shore. So I'm going to behave myself. Yeah, that's a big. That'd be a long shift, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you see, <laughs> kids, uh, their attention span. First couple of hours, we're good. We're learning things. Everyone's excited. New dives, new techniques. Everyone's everyone's pumped. By hour three, four, five, we're starting to lose 
concentration a little yeah. bit. And these, this is like New South Wales development squad. So these kids are good, really good yeah. kids. But even then, even then, and towards the end of the day, it just uh, it basically turns into daddy daycare. Yeah. Like I'm just the, uh, the daycare guy trying to keep these kids under control. How are you going to go if you stay up and watch Kyrgios tonight? It's oh, going to yeah, be a long I day. Yeah. Well, the thing with Kyrgios, it could probably go one or two ways, right? It could be a pretty quick game in Djokovic's favour. It could be pretty quick in Kyrgios's favour, although Djokovic has got a lot more fight in him. Can Kyrgios go in a five-set grueling match? I don't know. I don't think he's got the ticker for that. So, but You know what, Ron? I had this conspiracy, and I know there's nothing in it, but I just want to throw it out there anyway. I had this theory that, you know, Rafa's a bit busted. Yeah. And Rafa, you know, yeah, he'd love to win Wimbledon, but more importantly, he'd love to stop Joker oh, winning. Oh, I like yes. it. Right. I know where you're yeah. going. So, yes. so is there a part of him that goes, right, what's the best way to stop Djokovic? Yeah. Is it me marching on like a wounded soldier, or yeah. is it given uh, Nick the game off? Right, freshening yeah. him up and say, listen, mate, go and represent me. Go and stop the oh, joker. Wow. He's torn his abdominal muscles just to make sure that yeah. Nick has a, has a yeah. free shot at the joker. What do joker? you think, though? Like, if he's, if he's not quite 100%, yeah. does he need to put Nick through a whole game? Well, it, we had in our, our group chat, uh, Nadal said, oh, you know, he's injured and he might not play. I said, BS, million to one Nadal doesn't play. He's battled through injuries his whole career. Yeah. This is potentially the yeah. most durable and the toughest tennis player we've ever seen in yep. history. Yep. Grew up on the clay course of Spain, just punching out the kilometres. He's a beast. I love that conspiracy. That's the first, mm. that's the first time I've actually thought about that, yeah. and I'm a big conspiracy man. I really like him. <laughs> yeah, but that, um, that legacy is bigger than him winning Wimbledon. People will forget him winning Wimbledon. They won't forget the fact that he retires when Djokovic ultimately retires and there's one numero uno on 22 Grand yeah. Slams. But if you extend that a little bit further, doesn't he go out and try and at least take Kyrgios to a couple of sets just so that he doesn't get the freshen up? So even if it's still Kyrgios Djokovic, he's taking a bit out of his... Oh, no, no, yeah. he wants oh, Kyrgios oh, no, to be want, fresh. Oh, you want him fresh? Yeah, oh, of course right. he does. Yeah. He, yeah. Okay. He's on Team Nick. Yeah. So there's, there's no okay. bigger support. There's yes. 8 billion people on the planet. Right. There is no one cheering Nick Kyrgios harder mm. than Rafael yeah, Nadal. Yeah, it's a good point. And we were talking about during the week, oh... It, we're talking with Brett Phillips. Yeah. Is it is it a good thing to have a bit of time off, or do you need to stay in touch? And you you got to think if anyone wants a little bit of time off, it's Kyrgios, right? Yeah. Like he's the laziest guy yeah. on the tour. Yeah, notoriously doesn't have a coach. Says he doesn't do conditioning. He doesn't want to play it. Even a three-setter leading nah. into the final. He'd be playing Fortnite, maybe shooting oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just a conspiracy, and we're welcome to that. By the way, uh, Adrian, I, I need to come clean on something. And I did this yesterday on the show, and I think we can extend this today. If people feel the need, it's a Saturday and you want to have a good weekend to cleanse your soul. If there's something on your mind and you need to make a confession, we're here for you. And I'm giving you, it's a player option in your favour. You can leave us if you so wish, because I'm going to confess for the pair of us. I learned something about him this week, which inspired me for this said confession. Uh oh. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've never watched Godfather. Really? Mm. Oh yeah, me neither. Yeah. So if you if you feel the need to disappear and not hang around us, mm. that's fine. Can no, we make I it three it, from three? I watched it no oh, a long it. time ago, yeah. like back in the day, so I can barely remember it. But yeah. there, there's some iconic things that I haven't watched. I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Oh, Ooh, that's, a ha- that's, that's a big one. That's a confession. One. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else is there? There's um, I haven't watched The Sopranos. Oh. So I don't know. Do I need to leave or put no, myself no, no, in no? It's a confession. Or... You need to can just yeah. confess that. You... I want to be absolved I'll of probably... my sins. So they're probably lesser confessions though, because that's about a, a, 
that's a commitment of about what. 40, 40 plus hours yeah, yeah. to get yeah. through Game of Thrones. Yeah. We haven't been bothered to watch yeah, no, no, <laughs> 90, 92 minutes. No. What, what was the guy's name that carked it? No, James Khan. James, James Khan. Khan. Yeah. And he was the, the godfather. Yeah. Was he the godfather I, or just an actor? Mate, I, I have bluffed my way through barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've been to a barbecue or been on air and people have been bringing up godfather analogies, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. So good. Like, no idea what they're talking about. Every time you hear godfather, you think Nick Politis, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. I, I, I'm, who was the rooster sign? That's all I think about. Um, so there you go. But uh, I mentioned in the, in the opener here, I uh, have back King's Trust today to place. It didn't do it, unfortunately. Bad run, yeah, mate. Maybe, yeah. maybe not good enough, but I have been tipped uh, Kanazawa, boys. So uh, WBW, do as you please. 0457 736 736 is the way to do that. The Maestro is on the tools here today. Maestro, how are you? Good to be with you again, gentlemen. And I'm very close to leaving after hearing neither of you have watched The Godfather. Oh. James Khan, the oldest son yeah. in the family in that fantastic sequel you uh, see, of movies. The Maestro now does the... 9 a.m. Friday slot with Matty Johns yes. and the boys do movie reviews, music yeah. reviews. Yeah. So the maestro has got a... Yeah. Got a we did a bit of that across. last week, didn't we? We, we yeah. probably dedicated well, about was... 45 minutes to Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this was have, you, have you been sugar? Oh, how good. I saw Elvis last week. And, and oh, I, I do not wow. lie to you. I actually, I thought, what am I going to wear these blue shoe, blue uh, jeans on? And I actually have at home... Blue shoes with a suede and they're, they're dark oh, navy blue. blue suede I had to wear them. <laughs> was it good though? Uh, was it good? It was long. Was, was it Baz Luhrmann doing what Baz Luhrmann normally bit. does? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was self-indulgent. It, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairly self Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's a bit like the Brian Smith coaching analogy. Like You've got to see their fingerprints have been all over it a bit. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, I liked it. What, what I liked most about it was I had the four kids there. I don't think the people in the cinema appreciated that the kids are up and about and they come running over to mum and dad and they're saying this and that and mm. just completely hijacking the whole movie experience. But they they probably learned a lot about Elvis. Mm. You know what I yeah. what I didn't know about Elvis is he basically grew up in an African American uh, community yep. and how close really? he was. to – Yeah, you don't realise how close he and and it was the African Americans who inspired him. What to state? Be in the music. What state? Oh, from? what uh, was it? Tennessee or? Okay, what, so south. Yeah, in the south. In the south, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he grew up in an African American community who he absolutely loved. And when things went a little bit rough, and back in those days, it was all about segregation. So it was a really vicious time to be around. But oh, you got to back this number ten journalism, Adrian. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, journalism's yeah. the winner. I've <laughs> right. got a feeling like yeah, yeah, yeah. some people are going to do their dosh on this one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so um, uh, yes. So I hadn't realised that. And then when when his yeah. life started to spiral out of control a little bit, he wanted to go back into the African American community because he felt so comfortable there. And and I had no idea about that. Have you heard the yarn about? So apparently the guy that played. Elvis is incredible um, in terms of getting into character and Austin very Butler. believable. Austin Butler. But apparently post-movie, he hasn't been able to shake the accent. Oh, the really? voice. Is that right? He's, so he's so been deep going on character. Like, he's been going on like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff or, you know, the late night shows and he still sounds like Elvis. Does he's he? kept, I don't know, if he wow. got so deep into character yeah. or practiced the voice so hard, he can't shake the voice. There are worse problems to have. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. He's wow. good looking, good looking rooster. Hey, this, this text comes through from Jason. I actually, I have since learned this anal- uh, 
connotation, I suppose. Afternoon, boys. Sugar, after your horse didn't quite get up today, I'm glad you haven't seen the Godfather. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. heading the to the glue factory. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's this, I think there's, there's a could scene. Could be a head. Yeah. 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 So Can I, I, I ask you a question yeah. on uh, music biopics? Yes. If you had to rank the three. So we've got the Queen movie. Yep. yep. Is that yep. We Will Rock You or That's something? a very yep. good question. I'm glad you asked me this. Queen yes. uh, the Elton John. Yep. And Elvis. Rank uh, three. Very straightforward trifecta. Yeah. Queen by Winks Like Margins. Okay. Yeah. Queens by Wink Like Margins to Elvis. Yeah. It was a bit corny for me, Rocketman. Okay. Yeah. Absolute forgive run is uh, the Beatles one yesterday. But that, that that's not really a biopic, is it? No. They, 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 they need to do one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Queen, surprised they haven't. Yeah. Queen was a lot better than Rocketman. Yeah. Yeah. Queen was, by, Queen was by good. a long way. Long way. Yep, totally yeah. agree. And I think Elvis sort of sandwiches in, in between, between those two, but closer yeah. to Rocketman than it probably is to Queen. Okay. Queen was outstanding. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you know, do you know that Queen, like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, has a uh, journalism taste? Journalism's taken yes. to the front, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 200 metres to go. You can pick this pen up and put it down. Journalism leads by <laughs> half a... Mate, I think journalism's going to win this. Oh. And you're not on it. This is an omen bet. Oh. Mind you, here comes the one WBW up on the inside and journalism's going to come second because Kanazawa, the great horse, is going to get there for the punters. There you go, fellas. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I I would love to see a proper... Did you see the Beatles? It was about eight hours of real footage. No, I've heard about it. This is the doco? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched the first part of that and yeah. just seeing Yoko... Just hanging around, yeah. doing her thing. That, that was weird. really bizarre. Like, yeah. that's... If you could see one biopic on on anyone, athlete, uh, band, anything, who, who do you reckon would be the best box office? Oh. Queens was pretty up there, wasn't it? Yeah. Just in terms of storyline. Story. Yeah. I didn't realise that he had such a tough upbringing, um, even his cultural background. Yep. I didn't know any of that stuff. Yep, coming out coming out being gay when he was yeah. in a very deep relationship, who he loved. Uh, what was her name? Was it Mary? Uh, no, don't know. Um, but, yeah, it was a fantastic well, – actually, yep. so my son, he, the next day, he said, oh, Dad, is there any other sort of movies that talk about uh, bands, etc.? I said, oh, let's watch. And he loved it. Absolutely loved, loved it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fine line. Didn't Metallica do a documentary? Did they? Was there, I, I, I haven't seen it, but didn't they apparently do one? I don't know. Just on Metallica. So I'd, I was introduced to Metallica, a mate of mine in Port Macquarie, yeah. out there at Lighthouse Beach. Do you know the Galafassi family? I know the name, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they had like a marble sort of factory and all those sorts of things. And so I was living in a little town called North Haven, yeah. right, and sometimes at Bonnie Hills. And um, so when it was the weekend and you're going to high school, I'd go and stay at my mate's house. And he never, ever... He was one of those guys, good fella, but knockabout, just a very knockabout average sort of fella. Never had a girlfriend at school that I knew, never had the girls climbing all over him, anything like that, but just a lovely fellow. And I was, have I told you this story before? No. no. So I'd sign with the London Broncos and I'm on the flight to go to London and I'm reading the in-flight magazine and it goes, Tony Collette, right, who's won Oscars or whatever, you know, all that sort of stuff. And Tony Collette down at Barrel and she's getting married to David Galafassi. And I thought, oh, what are the chances? Same name as my mate. And there, like, even though it was the same name, there was not 1% of me that thought it was him, right? Yeah. I turned the page, right, and I was having a red wine. I remember I had these grey tracksuit <laughs> pants on, right? And I coughed my wine all over my grey tracksuit <laughs> pants, right? You spat your spumante. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it was him. 
right? So your mate is married to Tony Collett. He's married and has two Still. children Still. to Tony wow. Collett. Yes. Wow. Yes. And, yep. and he married her before she was famous? or uh, Well... I would say uh, known, but on the not, rise. On the yeah, rise. She's, she's next she's level. Big, she's she's in, big now. You can't turn on the Netflix nah. and not see her. Like, yeah, she's yeah. everywhere. Yep. So knockabout bloke from Port Macquarie. So the chances of that for him. If you said this yeah. bloke in, in wow. a few years' time is going to be going to the Oscars, he'd be going, no way. Have you had a visit to Hollywood or anything? No, no. Well, I hadn't because this was many years after I'd left Port Macquarie. So you, you haven't know? kept in contact. No, well, you sort of go, he loved yeah. his music and that, and the reason yeah. I said Metallica, because I go to his house and he loved his drumming and Metallica. Yeah. And he later, later became part of a band that was, was probably like a, an okay band in Sydney. And how they met, he was playing in the band at some kind of event and she was there and they strung up a conversation and now they've got two kids. He actually had a really bad, uh, uh, I think it was like a motorbike accident, like a very, very bad, but I'd love to get in touch with him. Like, he's a wonderful yeah. fella, mm. but another uh, fella from Port Macquarie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We're taking over the world. Yeah. Something in the water. There's something in the water. <laughs> There's something in the water. You couldn't get him out of the water. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Boys, uh, Queensland, it's not boy who cried wolf, because, you know, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a and, and we're taking the PIW5 being from the uh, southern parts, but Queensland finally have had their annual f- flu sweep through the camp, <laughs> but this one's a bit more serious. Murray Talangi and... Uh, Cameron Munster, and I've got to say, I've got to say a special shout out to uh, Dean and the team at NRL Roast. They posted. Did you see the post about uh, Kuhlman Munster? Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With yeah. the, uh, the, the, the gar- glasses <laughs> and moustache. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this guy with pink hair <laughs> and, and the uh, the specs and Kuhlman Munster was going to come into the team, but it's big. And, and you know what? I actually um, I was aware of the Sharkies training the COVID boys the other day. Yeah. They had COVID, but not at all sick. So they went and trained, and away they went, which is they're fine to do. Yeah. And it may be the case with these blokes; they may have no symptoms or be sick. Yeah. And you're going to miss out on a state of origin. What's it cost Jack White? What are the match payments these days? Fifteen thousand. So it's cost Jack White and thirty thousand dollars. There you mm. go. Yeah. So I, I still like it's. It's an amazing situation there with the whole New South Wales and their left centres, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just, you know, Luttrell deciding early doors to rule himself out. Um, you know, Jack Wyden was the best in, in the first game and, you know, lots of options there. And, you know, Freddie's decided to um, to stick with him. I mean, you just can't you can't get rid of Matt Burton, can you? No. Yeah, you Berto. Yeah. How good. Oh, so good. You know what? I, I love this for Queensland because... I'm going the early crow and saying they can't beat us without Munster. This was their chance. No Trebojevic, no Luttrell. This is your free shot, Queensland. Take it while you got it. Mm. We get Luttrell and Turbo back. Forget about it. Yeah. Dynasty. Yeah. This, and this is the side that you wanted, isn't it, Joel? Because you you wanted it to be totally pantherized. Yeah. Like you wanted yep. Coruscant in there. Yeah. You wanted Burden in there. Joel, Joel was Burton from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. And, and I may have, when uh, Luai scored the try in Origin 2, I may have said in the call, Pantherise this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to, uh, I remember remember the old, uh, was it Reactor 1 was yeah. the old nightclub? Yeah. I remember going remember there it. and getting I know Pantherised it. a few times <laughs> myself. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 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 oh, that's gold. Uh, but but my, my that? big thing was about is it the, at the Penrith Leagues Club. Oh, so, yeah. so they had one of those nightclubs. It's like um, Kicks at Parramatta, <laughs> and they used to change all the names. But, you know, every second week it'd be yeah. rebranded. But in my mind, yeah. it was always Reactor One. Yeah. 
And and it, you'd have the sticky floors oh, and everything. Yeah. It, was, oh, it was something else. It was great. Uh, great times. Great times as well. This, Plenty this, of text messages coming through, boys. Uh, hey, Sugar Missile and Adrian Bummer with Oatsy out of the Broncos. But a, WW, a WBW to cheer us up. Luke Patton, the number eight in the next at Caulfield. That must be the general, is it? Uh, that must be coming up very, very shortly. We'll keep an eye on that. Bronco Willie. Uh, 874 says Sugar's Brucing. Uh, that's me talking about <laughs> David Galafassi. Hey, Missile, go easy on Rafa, mate. The guy's a legend. And there's an old saying, never give a mug an even chance. Half it, Rafa, was likely to lose. Uh, we've lost the last part of that text message. Boys, my confession is I watched Top Gun Maverick and thought it was just an okay movie, says Mark from Mortdale. Oh, no, Mark. No, well, have Mark. Have you watched it? Yeah. What's it's interesting is it? great movie. Because, Miss you saw it through the prism of not watching it when it originally came out. Because there's a yeah, whole yeah. lot of nostalgia about, yeah. you know, what, you know, harking back to the 80s or whenever it was originally released. But you watched it sort of standalone just recently before you saw the I nearly, one. I nearly teared up. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you watch the second one without ever having watched the first no, I one? Went and watched, I went back and watched parts of the first one. Like, I got the backstory. Oh, wow. I got the backstory, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, did, I wasn't, uh, I didn't know what people were talking about when they were talking about Top Gun. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confessions. Yeah, mm. confessions. But I nearly teared up in parts of it. I was like... I loved it. And oh. I'm not an emotional guy. It's a great film. Just mm. feel good. Yeah. Like you left the, the cinema. You know what? There's so many movies now, and I think actually it happens heaps with these series that we watch. You get to the end of the season and you're left hanging. Yeah. There's no outcome. Mm. I got to the end of Top Gun and I was like, I got my outcome. Like I've, there's a result. Yep. I'm happy. I walk away, big smile on my face. Slept easy that night. Yeah, the we best. have to wait another thirty years where like they'll they'll get um you know uh, what's his name out of cryo freeze with his shirt off again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're dead set going to have to get Val Kilmer out of cryo freeze. Oh no! Did you believe they killed him in the movie of uh, throat cancer and he's got throat cancer? Oh, in I know. Real life? Oh, I was no. like, oh, that's a honest, little dark. If, if they were going to reboot it again, he wasn't going to be part nah. of it. He's unfortunately um, not long for this nah, one. He's not that? in a good spot. What is the difference? I mean, it's obviously who you go to, but the difference in Botox or whatever between Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, both, are, well, Tom Cruise is 60. He looks yeah. like 40. Val, whatever tox yeah. Val Kilmer's had has blown his head up to twice the size. He needs the detox, I think, the <laughs> yeah. old Val Kilmer. What, what? But, but it's also, you look at what you're working with, because he's been in a fair paddock, Val, and he's obviously had his healthy shoes. Yeah. Whereas um, Tommy was pretty impressive with the shirt impressive. off. Impressive, yeah. I, I tell you what, what we're going to see, we, it's like we're running out of ideas, because the you're seeing it with music too. There's so many remakes of yes. music. What do they call them? They call them the um, remixes. Remix, yeah. Yeah. Remix, you're seeing a lot of those. You're seeing... Yeah. A lot of uh, biopics, which, to be yep. honest with you, I, I love them. Yeah, I love them. I love. I cannot get enough of them. Uh, like I love the the Last Dance. I love all those. Yes. Just keep sending them my way. I'm I'm going to keep I've, queuing up. I've for got them. a good one that I'd queue up for. A Lance Armstrong, like full origin story, telling the whole truth. Yeah. Like from start to start to finish, because he's got a pretty cool story on the way up. He started doing. Tri- was never into uh, cycling. Started doing triathlons and stuff, and was really fit. And then slowly progressed. And I'd like to know at which stage along the journey did he go, right, I'm good, but I'm not the best. This is where I need to start juicing up or whatever. And the relationships and what was going on, because apparently he was a proper bastard. A bully. During the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, yeah. 
Like there's also feed the, that straight into my veins. Off off field stuff as well with Cheryl Crow. He married, did he? Oh, did he? Yeah, he did have a famous partner. I'm pretty sure it's Cheryl Crow. Yeah, yeah, that'd and be good. See, and, that's an interesting story. And and to have the audacity to didn't he put a book out and it was called yeah, not yeah, about yeah. the bike. It's yeah. like yeah, well <laughs> we know what it's about, <laughs> champ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Um, like. With all respect to Roger Federer, it'd be quite a boring documentary, oh, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, that's that's why the Curios thing's going to be so fascinating in yeah. that they're, they're yeah. tailing him as part of this tennis doco. Yeah. And they're the guys you want, the villains. Yeah. Like you don't want the – Roger'd be boring. He'd go if, home to Merca and the kids and you know, if, bath if this, them or put them to bed. No one wants to yeah. see that. Nah. If Curios wins this Wimbledon, this tennis show could be the biggest show of the year. Yep. Like Drive to Survive, the Formula One. So just give the backstory for the listeners who don't know yeah, what we're talking so about. Yeah, they're, so they're currently filming a, a tennis documentary that's going to be like Drive to Survive. Same same crew doing it? I'm, I'm not sure if it's Netflix. Uh, It'll be Netflix. It's Netflix. I think it's a different production company right, behind the scenes. Okay. Same, same theory They know though, the standard, right? don't they? They're, yeah. they're, they're, get, they're doing interviews in the background. They're getting footage from the, the games. They're getting footage from the press conferences and everything. And as we know, Kyrgios, even this week, has been a roller coaster. Assault charges, blowing up oh, the media, wearing a yeah. red hat, fines, this, that. And now he could come out and win it. Like, this is box office stuff. The producers would be going, oh, this is the best. Man up for like, yeah. We've had some big personalities in the for- drive to survive, and they're, they're the ones that shine through. But Kyrgios could trump all of that. Like, his personality is so out there. Um, we were talking the other day uh, about his fine. So he got a $5,000 fine for the Sissy Pass match. I was like, ah, 5000 that's not that that's bad. Ashtray change. I thought, yeah. I'll just look at how many fines he has had. He's over <laughs> $1.2 million US dollars in fines. Wow. <laughs> he should buy a unit that costs one point two and call it fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just... Just on those documentaries, right? Did you see the final episode? Well, there's two questions in this. Have you seen... Drive to Survive, Adrian? No. That's a con- massive confession. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a big confession. Okay, let me ask you this then. Are you a, a car fanatic or a motorsports no, fanatic? No, not at all. Okay. And that's, that's probably the reason why. Yes. But is, are you saying that it's that compelling that I would enjoy it in spite of that? No, Correct. So, so I'm saying that I was you uh, yeah. 12 months ago. Me too. Right, yeah. I, I had no idea. And when you know when you're driving the car, and a lot of our listeners who haven't seen the show will, will resonate with this, you drive in the car and they do the sports report, you know, yeah. and – It'll be, and blah, blah, blah has won the Formula One. And it was wallpaper to me. I didn't even hear what they were I saying. the same, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But now when I'm driving the car and they do the sports report, I'm listening in and they say Max Verstappen and I can see Max Verstappen. Or they say Carlos Sainz. I can see Carlos Sainz. And yeah. Are you the same, James? Same. Not only did I not like car racing, I couldn't even watch it on TV. I'd flick the channel straight away. Yeah. I found it boring. And... This because it's not so much about the car racing; it's the politics and relationships mm. that are so interesting. And they, these guys have the biggest egos of anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, and I love it. To me, it's brilliant. not a it's not a sport, you know. Like, but it's, I did get an appreciation of it. Like getting, I've done a couple of hot laps. I've done one at Bathurst and one at Homebush, and I was in one with John Bow, and I, I was in one another with Grant Denyer not long after he had his accident. So I could actually appreciate being in there like what it's like and the g-forces and how yeah. fit you have to be and the concentration to do that over a long period of time but in terms of watching it as a sport like you know i'm, I'm the same if it's on the news or, or whatever i just flick the channel watch yeah. uh commit yourself to two episodes yep 
and, and I promise you, I was identical to you. I yeah. could, I, I hated, I actually went out to Bathurst, Mount Panorama. My mate of mine had a house that was on there. So we rushed out and it just didn't, never got me. It's just not me. Even yeah. driving a car, I don't give a rat's what I drive. Yeah. Um, but you will absolutely love it. Yeah, you'll love it. Well, I'll tell you what, it was an opportunity lost. So in the last couple of years, I think it's Carl Stefanovic from Nine was trying to push an origin documentary, yes. yeah. a state of origin documentary. Yeah. And Brad Fittler, I think, was open to it, which makes sense given he's yeah. part of the Nine Network. And Wayne Bennett um, mm. was approached and he knocked it on their head. Yeah. And it's, I think it's the insight into the Queensland camp that would be most fascinating because they've yeah. built up this aura and whether it's a myth or otherwise, that there's something special that they grow another league when they put the jersey on. And I think if you actually saw in behind the scenes, maybe they fear that that would somehow detract from no. that or, or it'd be a peek behind the curtain. But I would love to see that. I, I want to go into the Queensland dressing room more than the New South Wales one. Yep. I yep. want to see what happens. I know they don't have the traditional bonding nights, but seeing all those old blokes come into camp and talk, tell yep. the old war stories, I think that would be something uh, else. Imagine seeing a debate, and this stuff would happen. Imagine seeing a heavy debate. So the... Cameron Munster, Murray Talungi thing has happened, right? Yep. And, and you, the three of us will not pick the same team. Yep. So, for example, for me, I think Dan, uh, Queensland are at their most dangerous when Valentine Holmes is on the wing. And that's what happened when uh, Coates went down, Val went to the wing, they came over the top of us. So, for me, and particularly with Burton and those bombs, he's played a lot of fullback. I want Valentine Holmes at the back catching that ball. I'm putting Brimson at centre. Terrific runner. He loves running that right to left line. I'm putting him there and maybe putting Reese Walsh at the back. That's what I may do. We would pick different teams, but imagine going in, right, behind the closed curtains and Billy saying, no, I think this, and Cameron saying, no, I think this, and Jonathan yeah. saying, no, I think this. Yeah. It would be enthralling, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. What, what Drive to Survive will do for you, Adrian, it will change your perspective on sports docos. Yeah. Because the access these guys give is unparalleled. It yeah. shows... It shows arguments between the the race director and the team leader or the team leader and the driver or two wow. drivers in the same team oh, literally wow. saying, I hate this guy and I'm going to beat him at all costs and crashing into their own teammate wow. just to spite them. Because the gold standard for me so far is the last dance. Like, that's the best one that I've seen. Drive to survive better. And that's better, is it? Might, might be better. better. Yeah, it might be better. Is the, have you seen the All Blacks one? Doc, no, the documentary. No, Apparently, no. that's again that that that's meant to be very good, and you don't necessarily have to be a rugby person to to enjoy it. We appreciate. We've got a million texts here. We appreciate yeah. that. We're going to catch up on those on the other side of this. I promise. We're going to read every single text uh, that comes. It's appropriate to, to read out. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is crunch time. By gee, we've had half an hour. We haven't had a, a break. We better get to that. And we are all here thanks to Isuzu. The MUX is the way to do that. Uh, after break, we'll look back at Friday night football. Uh, could you? believe that. They were struggling early. The South Sydney Rabbitohs aren't the Newcastle Knights in a hole. Was it fool's gold seven days ago? This is the crunch time, all thanks to Isuzu. Yeah, Adrian Prasenko, the missile, James Magnuson. I'm Joel Kane. brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Uh, missile, the Lance story has already been done. The Armstrong lie. The Armstrong lie, rather. Gluey from Newey. Yeah, I want like a Hollywood, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want... Um... Yeah, I want the glitz and glamour side of it yeah. as well. Not just, I don't want the, like the, the backstory. Not the real, st- yeah, you no. need all that, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, imagine a documentary about <laughs> the West Tigers and how they get out of their drum. Ooh. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned one in the break. Yeah, so Sunderland Till I Die. Yeah. It's on Netflix for anyone that hasn't seen it. Uh, 
I won't spoil the plot too much, but it's meant to be this like fairy tale story about how they go from getting relegated from the Premier League back up into yeah. the Premier League. And things do not go <laughs> no. to plan. It is one of, it's like a car crash. It's oh. an absolute Good car crash. Good doco, though, isn't it? Oh, great doco. You great know my favourite soccer doco? I just couldn't watch Ted Lasso. I mean, what? Oh, a... that's good, isn't it? That <laughs> is what a I haven't seen that one yet. Everyone's telling me to watch that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's a it, feel good, isn't it? Oh, mate, it's, it, yeah. it is. Uh, Scotty Sattler, right? I, I, I was into Sats for ages, and this is your. So we've all got a chore, right? I've got to go and watch The Godfather. Yep. You've got to go and watch Drive to Survive, yep. and you must get around Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rose will like it as well. Okay. My, Kobe loved it. Yeah. It's yep. a beauty. It's it's a it's one of the. It's a great premise, isn't it? Yeah. Fantastic premise. It's one of the greatest it's shows I've ever watched. American. So, so it's yeah. an, an American owner. There's a husband and wife team that are uh, own this. Um, uh, English football team. Yep. And the husband and wife break up. Yeah. But they yep. both still co-own it. So the wife, to get back at the husband who's football obsessed, wants the team to tank. So what does she do? She picks out this guy who's coaching in America, <laughs> Ted, Ted Lasso, yeah. and brings him in. Yeah, and hang, makes, but hang on, not coaching soccer. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's never coached soccer before. Like, is yeah. he coaching what, NFL uh, or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, so she puts him in. Like hoping that he fails, yeah, and then all of a sudden he has a bond, and it's how he adapts. So okay. it's, it's like an American, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in in England, yeah. and it's it's terrific. Yeah, yeah. they have and these relationship problems. They have the diamond dog, so these blokes get together. <laughs> it, it, mate, honestly, it's one. Watch it with Rose. It's one okay. of the greatest TV series you'll okay. ever see. So the guy who plays Ted Lasso is in something else that I'm watching at the moment as well. Last Jay, Man Jason, on Earth. Jason uh, Sudeikis. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's in a show called Last Man on Earth. Right. So where he's the brother of the guy who is the last man on earth, yeah. where literally there's some plague or whatever else, and he basically has to survive and amuse himself. <laughs> it's really stupid, but yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Oh, mate, it, it is it is compelling watching. Righto, let's get to the text board. Imagine how's at the cricket, Doco, but it's the Super League. Surely that's a no-brainer. Yeah, the Super League could do one, Adrian. Yeah. I guess it could, but it's sort of and what, looking at it retrospectively, and it'd be interesting yeah. to see how much... So we don't have the behind-the-scenes footage, which no. is that's the stuff that you want. You want to be in there yep. in the meeting when, right. when you know, Chief Harrigan is in there. Like, you know, they've, they've got the checkbook out right. and he's talking to Bozo and all that stuff. Like, that would be unbelievable. Yeah. Who it's, would play Gus Gould? <laughs> yeah. Hey, who would play Gus Gould? That's yeah, right. If, yeah. if we had he was a the main character, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or, or the Murdochs and oh, yeah. it'd just be so good. Compelling. Uh, it, it is fantastic. Uh, missile for PM uh, says this one, says 874. Reactor 1 at Panthers had the front of a Mack truck as the front <laughs> of the DJ's booth. Great yes. place. Did pretty well back there in the day. Oh, Earl's bus talk was Yeah, nice, mate. Was. No one did better than our man over here, Adrian P. Did you ever go, like, after a Panthers home game, would you would you ever go there for or to kicks for a no, tricky so, so I so I grew up, um, I went to school at Penrith for a period of time. York yep. Road, so my whole family, cousins lived out there. Yep. And my older um, cousins, uh, they'd go nightclubbing and that, and I'd go, I was a bit younger, and I'd yeah. get in there, and, and that was on the back of them. But uh, you yeah. hope. Yeah, you were okay. hoping to see all these sort of reserve grade Panther players. Yeah, and yeah it was fantastic. So you, yeah. you'd go to Penrith particularly to go to Reactor One or? 
for no other reason. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so we do that every now. Like kicks was the other one. That that's that was the home game. So we yeah. were all all of my mates were Parramatta fans. Yeah. I lived yeah. in the air. What, what suburb there. did you grow up in? Marylands. Marylands. So oh, the, Marylands. So the family home still there. My yeah. parents still live there. My my, nan, my my dad grew up there also. So we lived a stone's throw from the Ibrahims. The I went to school oh, with wow. Fadi Ibrahim with yeah. all the Ibrahim clan. So Fadi Ibrahim was my swim school teacher. So even then, <laughs> even then we used to make jokes about well, the concrete shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was um, yeah, a few colourful identities uh, wow, fighting cool. around at high school at the time. Wow. So um, you'd go from Parramatta over to Penrith to go to Reactor 1 nightclub? Yeah, on occasion, yes. What were the other haunts? Anything in a west so, so, so Parramatta used to have a whole heap of stuff that was there. So it used yeah. to have Studebakers. Yeah. It used, I actually worked. One of my first jobs out of uni, I couldn't get a uni, a proper writing journalism job. Yeah. I, I was pulling beers at the Albion Hotel. Yep. Um, there was uh, Lucky Lil's. There was about three or four places you could go to in Parramatta, whereas uh, the Collector Tavern as well. Yeah. There's nothing there for the kiddies anymore, nah. unfortunately. I, I don't know where they go. Shout out to the Mowers Club. Uh, they have a segment called Yeah Nah. Well, Gawler race two, number 10. Yeah, yeah, nah's just one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, nah. That was a juicy odds as well. So let, let us know some of your haunts uh, that you'd go to. I know Thursday yeah. night, Coyote was a big one down there at Caringbar. Uh, but let us know. Hi, guys. It's Ashman. Surely your old mate, Brendan Cow, plays Gus. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. He's he'd in probably, the 12 at the moment. He'd probably have to do some sort of makeup to get those bags under the eyes. Gus okay. Got... Gus, this is James Magnuson talking. <laughs> if you need to have your say. Uh, Adrian, Joel and Missile, just a quick point of view, read the state of origin. I'm getting a bit sick of hearing about Jack White and being hard done by as he was our best player in game one. But we lost that game and overall played below our best in game two. We win by a large margin and played brilliantly. So how is Whiten unlucky to miss out? Being best player in a losing team is no great recommendation. Cheers, boys, Bulldog Bob. Well, there's been a lot of Clive Churchill medalists, Bulldog Bob, who have um, been deemed the best player on the field. That being said, Bulldog Bob, I'm of the view that it should go to the winning side. The man in the match in the grand final... The man of the match who's had the most influence, I believe it should go to a grand final yeah, winning I agree. team. I agree. Um, we've had, we've had like Jack four Wyden, in the last... Jack Wyden won the Clive Churchill medal in a losing side. That's right. Yeah. There you go. And Cherry Evans in 2013. He's, he's got history of being the best player the in the beating favourite. <laughs> <laughs> <beating favorite>. yes. <laughs> hey, just uh, speaking about that particular subject, so this week, of course, uh, St. George Illawarra take on the Broncos. Now, of course, it wasn't St. George Illawarra back in the day. It was St. George Dragons. But 92-93, they played the Broncos, and they're going to yeah. play tomorrow, uh, Sunday afternoon, which looking forward to. SEN have the call. But one of the great stories around that, I think it was 1993, Jason Stevens gets the ball off the kickoff, charges into Gordon Tallis, whack, compound fracture on his finger. So that means the bone's popping out of the skin. Mm. Rushed to hospital immediately. So he's had one hit up, rushed to hospital. So they operate effective immediately. So they've done the operation. He wakes up and realises the grand final's on or is nearly finished, quick, quick, put the TV on, put the TV on. They put the TV on, and Brad Mackay is being presented with the Clive Churchill medal. And Jason so Stevens, goes, yes! <laughs> He's a premiership winner. Oh. And then the Broncos go up and click there. It was in a losing oh. grand final. True story. Wow. There have yeah. been a few, haven't there, in, yeah. in losing grand finals? And isn't that partly too, there was some sort of, ridiculous system where they used to have to make a call 10 or 15 yes. minutes before the siren. And yeah. I just think, why can't you just do that 
you know, 30 seconds after full time. Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Luke Lewis. So uh, when Luke Lewis won the grant, the, um, the Clive Church medal, he actually, and I know this because I backed him for first try scorer. <laughs> he, 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 he went through and he was sliding towards the line, right? Yeah. And I've asked him this. I said, how did you have the dedication or the um, discipline not to propel the arm? You're about to score a try in a grand final. And he said, as I was sliding to the try line, I knew that if I propelled my arm in 30 seconds or 45 seconds, we're defending our own goal line against the Melbourne Storm. So I held it there. They ultimately got a scrum. Gal takes off and Benny Barber. Did Benny Barber score that try? Or, uh, oh, from the scrum. From the scrum? Yeah, yeah, Barber. It was Benny Barber. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So he spoke about that. But then we're talking about the Clive Churchill medal. And he said, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. He said, about three or four months before the grand final, I felt we're winning all these games. And I thought, you know, I've won a grand final before, which he did for Penrith in 2003. And I think we're going to do it again. So he said, every time I had a shower, I brushed my teeth and I like to brush my teeth in the shower. And he said, after yeah. I brushed my teeth in the shower, I'd turn the uh, toothbrush around and because the the uh, the glass would be all misted up, he'd get the back of the toothbrush and he'd write, Luke Lewis, 2016 Clive Churchill medalist, right? Wow. And, yeah. and he said, then Sonia would come into the bathroom, he'd get so embarrassed and he'd wash it out, <laughs> right? But he, he would do that every single day, right? Yeah. So, so what happened was... They've won the grand final and they're about to announce Luke Lewis as the Clive Churchill medalist. And he knows he's going to get it because a lady comes over to him and says, uh, "Can you, you better move over there. You've won the Clive Churchill medal. Yeah. And as that happens, Billy Slater was out of that grand final. So he's actually talking to Billy Slater at that time as the lady comes over. So he's got his daughter, Hazel, and he can't see Sonia, his wife, anywhere. So he says to babysitter Billy Slater, hey, Billy, can you mind <laughs> Hazel? while I go and do this award. So Billy Slater is babysitting his child, Hazel, right? Wow. As he goes up to accept, Mahirstetter, to accept the Clive Churchill medal, right? He didn't get paid for the babysitting, but he got something 12 months later that could be remunerated. Who won the Clive Churchill medal the next year? Billy Slater. Wow. Billy Slater. Yeah. There you go. Billy Slater won the Clive Churchill medal wow. the next That's incredible. year. Uh, talking about Docos, West Coast Eagles 2005 to 2006, yes, uh, Oof, Oof says this well. Uh, highly successful, great rivalry with the Swans, but plenty going off the field with star players. Oof, very, very good nomination. QE Legends, confession. I love finding Nemo, but I uh, think Frozen is an Amber Heard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Magnum PI, did you watch the James Khan classic? El Dorado, the reptile. No, that's another confession. Uh, he thought that uh, Frozen is an Amber Heard, but he loved finding Nemo. Uh, look, I promise we'll get to the text messages. We will catch up on those. We just got carried away. Having a good time here on the Crunch Time. We hope you are as well. James Magnuson. We've got Adrian Prosecco. I'm Joel Kane, And, of course, the maestro. He's running the ship here at uh, Crunch Time here on your Saturday. All thanks to the Isuzu MUX. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome back. The Isuzu MUX Born to Toe. Born to Toe is the MUX. Uh, crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. James the Missile Magnus and Adrian Prasenko from the Sydney Morning Herald. Joel Kane. Sugar, the best doco I have watched is Icarus. Uh, an amateur cyclist decides to see what happens if he was to try performance-enhancing drugs under controlled conditions. Ends up stumbling into the situation that brings down the Russian Olympic doping scandal. Gluey from Newey. It's a beauty. Have you seen oh, that? so good. Can we do an Icarus part two and dope up Joel Kane and try and get him in the next <laughs> Oh, yeah. Try and make him the try fastest man oh. in a textile suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See if uh, you can have a crack at his record. Uh, yeah. There's another, there's an ESPN doco as well about the Russian, um, what's that called? That's a beauty. 
Uh, and what's and the listeners will let me know too. The the documentary, I think it's on Netflix. It's a Miami doctor or perceived doctor who's helping out the baseballers. Stephen Dank. No, no <laughs> that's what it's like. That's what it's like. Old pub Hornsby Flynn, uh, 2081, says that. Uh, Horns, you couldn't beat the Dancers Club at Lidcombe. We'll always remember watching the Angels there from an old berry. Wow. Yeah, great time. What was the pub, um, the club at Cogra? Cool, cool, the cool room. The cool Did you ever room. go there? No, no. St. George Lee's Club? no. So, so that was a nightclub as well? Yeah, you'd go downstairs and it was called the oh, Cool Room. Right. Cordy Tallis had his – and back in those days, <laughs> the I, don't, I don't know chest. if the players do that, but, mate, it was compulsory to wear the polo shirt. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. You'd yeah. get down there with the polo shirt. So that shirt. was the version of we spoke about when, when you go to an Olympics yes. and you go to the nightclub to kind of get, uh, you know, free drinks or front of the line or free – You're going to throw a lanyard at me, are you? Yeah, you get a you get lanyard. a lanyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the wow. version of that for rugby league was the the polo, club polo. polo. the club yeah. polo. Yeah, that's e- good. Exactly right, uh, fellas. Did you ever go to Patrick's at yes. Pennant Hills? Patrick's. Dead set best nightclub in Sydney yes. back in the day. Dollar drinks and toss the boss Wednesday night. Matt's from yes. Coffs. Def- I definitely did that a few times. Uh, and also a shout out. I used to go berserk at the Burke, the General Burke Hotel at Parramatta. Yeah, before they turned it into a. An Irish pub? Yes. I, so and me it, and my mates, we, we'd head yes. out there. We'd go, right, let's go down to Scruff, uh, it wasn't Scruffy Murphy's, was it? No. It's, I think it was a PJ Gallagher's PJ Gallagher's. they turned it into. But before that, it was um, uh, the Burke, and they also had an industry night. So I used to work at Rebel Sport at Parramatta, and anyone that used to work there on Sundays, they used to go there, and they used to have bands, and it used to be... Pretty pretty big night for a considering you yeah. have to go to work or school or whatever the next day. Great right? night. I got told PJ Gallagher's is the place to go now for cougars. Oh, you pick up a cougar. Is that right? <laughs> That's when I was a little bit. Younger. Is that right? <laughs> when I was a little bit younger, they said, "Yeah, if you're into the older ladies, go yeah. to PJ Gallagher's." Oh, I hope, I hope uh, you're written as spotted at uh, there one day. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is way to have your say. Plenty of docos coming through. Brad from Helensburg. I think there could be some sledging in this Wimbledon final between Novak and Kyrgios. They definitely don't exchange Christmas cards, says Willow from Windsor. Uh, If you go back to the previous winners of the Tour de France, when Armstrong won, who haven't been caught doping yet, in brackets, the winner is the guy who came 17th. They're all doing it. Six to go play on, says Bo from Camden. Yeah. I think the interesting part would be what were they using? How were they using it with the team doctors? Like, all of it. So yep. interesting. What's that doco? It'll come to me. It'll come to me, the one that I was talking about, the doctor from Miami. Uh, Top- Screwball. Screwball. Yes. Is the one you're thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Brought down Alex Rodriguez yep. and a whole other big name. A lot of big names in baseball. Correct, Mundo. Uh, Top Gun, five stars. Mark, take a walk in the park. Definite Bunnies fan. Uh, says 874. Yeah, Mark was putting the slipper in. We are open to your confessions as well. Uh, I couldn't give a damn about cars prior to Drive to Survive. I now stay up for every race and went to Melbourne this year. I'm absolutely hooked, says Bo. That's what it does. That's exactly what it does. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu, the Isuzu MUX, born to toe. Uh, hope you're enjoying your Saturday Crunch Time with thanks to Isuzu, the MUX. Uh, high Sugar, Adrian and Missile. Have you seen the Mojo advertising doco and all of the advertising songs they pr- produced it's an outstanding program. If you get a chance, name a few of the top of your head. They were brilliant, says Quinny from Corindai. No, I haven't. Uh, did they do the twoies? Um, Quinny from Corindai, one of the greats, had his birthday recently too, Quinny from Corindai, who also played for the Cronulla Sharks, who also played for the Adelaide Rams. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Quinny from Corindai, the great fullback from the Dragons. Quinny. 
Chris Quinn. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Good to have your company, Quinny. Uh, Brian Fletcher's watched that. He loves it, uh, the doco on Mojo. So we'll find out those names, Quinny, by the way. By the way, shout out to Sparman. Now, Sparman is currently... Um, he's an engineer on a 747 as we speak. Yeah. And he's gone up to the front of the bus. So where you drive the thing. And he's, yeah, yeah. And he's set the – you can get the radio on a 747. Wow. And he's got uh, crunch time blaring. Tuning in. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Brilliant. So there you go. His nephew, by the way, uh, Callum Grantham, won the man of the match in the 15s uh, Australian titles yesterday with CIS for the first time in 41 years winning the uh, schoolboys there. So congratulations Congrats. to them. Queensland won the – the under-18s as well. Uh, have your say. Uh, gotta, guys, I've got to disagree. I love motorsports, but Drive to Survive is absolute garbage. Wow. Says Schnitzel. Well, you know what? That's what sets the market. There are properties being sold today. Some are being sold, some aren't. Some are priced too high, some are priced too low. And that's what sets the market. <laughs> uh, Schnitzel just thinks it's garbage. I totally disagree. You'll disagree, Adrian. I reckon I will. And yeah. we're just talking about um, documentaries, uh, and South Sydney have done a, a couple. There was one with Latrell Mitchell uh, and his um, trip over to the US with US reconditioning specialist Bill Knowles. So is that live, or have you had an exclusive look at it? No, no, that's on their website now. Oh, right. So their f- the first episode of that is out, um, and that shows the work that he did to get his hamstring right and all of that sort of stuff. But the other one that they did many years ago, it was back in 2007, was... Southside story, which was when just after Russell Crowe and Peter Holmes are caught, bought the club. I think Jason Taylor from memory was coach and they were sort of, it was that rebuild. It was yeah. this sort of club that was going away a little bit from its working class roots. Cause with all the glitz and glamour that comes with you know, Russell Crowe and Hollywood and, you know, they, they were just starting to build with like Roy Satasi and a couple of those key signings. So I haven't seen that, like, it's been, what, 15 years or whatever, but it would be great to watch that again, just to see yeah. the rebuild and how yeah. they're, they're starting to come back. Have you seen that it's an 11-minute doco, and it is awesome, uh, about West Tigers of 05, called The Forgotten Fend? Have you no, not seen that? No. It's about 11 minutes. Uh, Assuming about Pat Richards. Yeah, The well. Forgotten Fend. Mm. But it's, it's also talking about the lead-up and how uh, Mark Gasney was terrorising the what sheens he did to, to get uh, Paddy Richards to, to lull him. I imagine wow. it's got a happier ending than Tiger Town. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still remember uh, the, the build-up and the coverage of that 2005 grand final because Pat Richards was that sort of classic Willie Ohoney play. Yeah. And I remember um, the, the day before the game where he was in the car with Warren McDonald and it was coming up that ramp that comes up from ANZ Stadium. And I was one of the journalists. I basically stepped in front of the car just to make him stop so that we could yeah. get him to wind down the window. And I think Pat Richards, who, who I'd played cricket with, uh, he was actually a very good cricketer at Fairfield, Liverpool, and he played much higher grades than me. Um, and he, he just sort of out of the corner of his mouth, he just said, oh, I think I'll be right. And that was like the, the back page for us. But, uh. but the other one was... You're not allowed to go into like the captain's run, like it's off limits to media. Mm. And there was talk about us. Well, I was trying to get a helicopter or whatever um, to hover <laughs> over it, and I don't yeah. know what I could, would have been able to tell you, like watching yeah. it from up there. Um, but I actually snuck into the ground, and Sheenzy had everyone in a circle, and and I was sort of like just sneaking out. I was on the edge, and I could and I could hear him say he was, he was pointing the finger and said. Boys, if we do one thing, if you take nothing else out of everything that we've done, then remember this. And he said something, and I was craning my ear, and I didn't quite catch it. And oh. I just thought, did he say that, or was it something different? I just thought, 
geez, if I get it wrong, it's probably oh, not going to reflect oh. very well. I thought I had the scoop of the yeah, year. Like the, yeah. the final words he said, but, you know, but anyway. Well, as, as you say, they do the captain's run at ANZ Stadium. Uh, Shane Flanagan and the Sharks did the captain's run, and it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. Where uh, who was the young winger? The young winger. He couldn't catch anything. He, he, he was dropping absolutely everything. Yeah. Uh, the young winger for the Sharks, not Valentine Holmes, the other one. Oh, it'll come to me. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll come to you. It was dropping everything. Yeah. And in the end, Flano said, "No, nah, boys, go home. We don't. We don't need this session." Wow. So they they killed off the captain's run. They came back the next day, and the winger, uh, Fecky. Sasai Fecky caught everything in the grand final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a a bumper grand final. Had a a blinder. Had a blinder. Isn't it bizarre sometimes when you see a really diabolical performance and then you talk to the coach at the press match conference and they say, we trained brilliant. Like we didn't drop a ball all week and and then they dish up that. How does that happen? Yeah. We have the same thing in swimming. So before you go out to the bright lights of the stadium, you do your warm up backstage as a, a warm-up pool or whatever and some of my worst warm-ups I just go nah not feeling it today like what's doing and you go out there you, you dive you hit the water and you just go bam I'm there You're I'm there. on and sometimes you have these great warm-ups and you go today's the day like I've had warm-ups and I'm like world record today here yeah. we go and then you just don't feel it it's bizarre it's weird it's bizarre. Em- embarrassing talking about confessions I, I've, and I have mentioned this before maybe last week or the week before but I had a mate's 21st and I wanted to have one uh, schooner just to relax myself for the speech back in those days. And then I ended up having, next thing you know, it's sort of 4.30 in the morning and I'm still out with him and we're playing manly in the day game and I'm avoiding people because I knew that I'd smelled of alcohol. <sighs> and I came out and got me into the match and the reason being, I'd scared myself into failure. Like in, yeah. into, in, in, I was so petrified and it was such a wobbly start, but sometimes a bad preparation can yeah. can help you. Anyway, yeah. uh, not to say we've had a bad preparation for this show. We got here about 9.30 <laughs> this morning. This is crunch time. <laughs> this is crunch time. All thanks to Isuzu. The Isuzu MUX is born a toe. More to come on the other side of this. Yeah, welcome back. Second hour of the program. We've got you for three hours today, so two to go. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You set the agenda. You can also text... 0457 736 736. You can tweet us at 1170 SEN. Now, Adrian, uh, reading your paper this week, the Sydney Morning Herald, Wes Keane on Sheens as a head coach. Yes, well, as we know, they're without a coach. One of the guys that was on a potential shortlist was Andrew Webster, yep. uh, who's obviously spent some time um, at the club and was a caretaker for two games when Jason Taylor got sacked. Um, so he's obviously gone off to the Warriors. Um, and you look at the list of candidates and it's along the lines of Josh Hannay, Christian Wolf, Dean Young, Shane Flanagan, John Morris. There's not a standout candidate. Now, I wrote the story that, you know, based on some chats that I had with uh, types yep. in and around the club, that, yes, they are keen on Tim Sheens, that they have approached Tim Sheens. Um, Tim Sheens will tell you, and I've spoken to him when he came into the country, that he didn't come back to help out as coach. It was to help whoever is the coach. But all of a sudden, the club feels that having struck out on Cameron Serraldo, that he, the answer might be in front of them. Now, Tim mm. Sheens is 71 years old, which is a year younger than Wayne Bennett. He hasn't coached in the NRL since, ironically, the West Tigers sacked him 10 years ago. Mm. Um, he's been in the Super League and... Mixed success, I guess, is the the most uh, generous way of describing that. He got sacked from from both his two gigs there. 
So at the age of 71, having not coached for so long, all of a sudden, potentially, he could be the answer. Mm. So I think that speaks to a couple of things. They haven't been able to land the guys that they really want to land. So did he give comment himself, Sheens? He hasn't commented, no. 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 Right. So, so the thing is, no one at the club has shot that down, and Tim Sheen mm. certainly hasn't shot it no, down that's since right. I wrote that, which I think in itself probably speaks for you. Adrian might be able to put you at ease here, Joel. He's he's got someone in the leaky boat. Yeah. He's spoken to someone at the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. So, yeah, mate, it's, it's a leaky boat. There's no doubt about that. No plumber can fix that. It's a dead set Titanic. I, I mean, it's, it's incredible, isn't it, that you can have a guy who's going to be on a million dollars next year who's not happy. No. That's and right. he's probably playing at the standard of someone on half of that amount. Mm. Um, and all of a sudden, see, at the start of the year, they had a suitor for Luke Brooks. Newcastle yeah. wanted him. I can't believe they didn't but let now, that happen. But, but this is the thing. Like, now you're not going to – who's going to pay a million dollars for Luke Brooks next year? I remember – I vividly remember this conversation. I won't mention the bloke's name because I'm really fond of him, actually. And he said, Luke Brooks is the next Andrew Johns. I said, Mitchell Moses is going to have a better career than Luke Brooks. And to mm. this point, that's right. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's the divorce has got to happen, Brooks, and th- there's too much water under the bridge. Um, they haven't played finals as a combo, Luke Brooks slash uh, West Tigers for whatever. No, they yeah. never, never played finals. So just move along. I don't know but why the Tigers are hanging on to him. Like, wh- why? He wanted to leave at the start of the year. So, so when they had the big four, they made him, in terms of order of priority, yep. he was number four. So that was Woods, Moses, Tedesco, Tedesco and him. Yep. yep. So so people say that the club didn't throw enough at Tedesco. So they that wasn't the reason he left. Because like, yeah. he, he took unders to, to go to Roosters. He just wanted to go to a good and successful club, right? So yep. they couldn't do anything. Um, the interesting thing, I, I remember doing a story when the big four played together, like mm. what their winning percentage was. Because it was all this talk oh, at the yeah. time. It's like, well, yeah. we need to get them. We can't afford to lose them. They're the future of the club. Something like 37%. Yeah. Wow. It was something ridiculous. And yeah. it was very rare that all four of them were fit and on the field at the same time. Yeah. So he initially, I think Luke Brooker's manager outsmarted himself because to sign that initial deal when everyone else had already left, he yeah. ended up taking $50,000 less than what they originally offered. But since then, oh, he's, he well, made up for he's well and yeah, truly yeah. made up for it. And as you said, I, I just think it's the best thing for both parties. Luke Brooks would benefit from, from leaving. Yeah. You've got Adam Dewey here who has apparently said, and again, you talk about leaky yeah. boat, internally suggested that that's, that would be his preference and now that's gotten out. So, you know, with, with Hastings as well in that mix, they just need to make – they need a reset, and, and Luke Brooks leaving is, would have to be part of that. I remember talking to those boys at the time in that big four, and they were pretty much done at Canterbury, all four of them. And then Canterbury balked at Luke Brooks and said, no, we'll only take three. And they said at that time, we don't want to split up the four. I think they all had the same manager as well. well. Isaac so, Moses was the managing Beatles. them all at the <laughs> yeah. time. Yes. Yeah. And then they ended up all going their separate ways because no one club could keep them. But that was almost a done deal at Canterbury to take all four from the Tigers to the Bulldogs. Wow. Well, wasn't it Wasn't it Tedesco that allegedly Des was balking at at the time? Well, well, well Tedesco went to Canberra. Mm. We forget oh, that, well, don't he, we? He, he agreed. Yeah, that would have that, changed their that fortunes. Was the, that was the old old-fashioned backflip, wasn't it? That's right. That, that people forget about that. Uh, have you say one three hundred oh one eleven seventy text oh four five seven seven three six. Yeah, Jace, you're on the money here. G'day, boys. 
Uh, the vinyl room guy me is where you can easily find. He says Stifler's mum. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, the the vinyl room. You know what? Right, uh, I was at the footy the other day, and um, I vividly remember coming through, like living down Cronulla, and the the mermaids were there, and and the mermaids were our age, and I was there with a the dad, and mate. They're kids. You forget how time flies. Yeah. Like now we're these bloody 43-year-olds and it's just time completely flies. Northies, sugar? Were you? Nor- was that- I much preferred Northies over yes. Carmen's. I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah. I've because, heard of Carmen's. Yeah, because Northies, I could talk and I, and I heavily relied on that. Ah. You got me to Carmen's and it was purely on the looks and the dance. I was completely out of the game. Were you wearing the polo yeah, okay. shirt, though? Did that sort of uh, accentuate? I used to congregate yeah. around the smoking machine. Um, the NRL corner, they used to call that. <laughs> no, nah, never had any luck at Carmen's. NRL corner. No, nah, I should have went straight home. Would have, would have been wealthy man if I didn't go to Carmen's I was all those not, times. I was not good on the chat. So I was relying on an, a loud place where they couldn't hear me. Yeah, so you were Carmen's. You were Carmen's. <laughs> I was you're a man. Yeah. There's another one. I, I went to one at, at uh, Cronulla called Fusions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the mall there. Yeah, yeah. That was a nightclub I went to down in Cronulla. We got the uh, got the train. We were living in Lidcombe. Got the train down to Cronulla. I went to wow. Fusions. Oh, yeah. wow. Just, was City of Sydney was a haunt. Remember the old piano bar there? Yes. Yeah, does, that, yeah. does that still exist? Like, the, the kiddies still go and do that? Ooh. I think so. I don't I know. It does. I don't know, but it's. I, I, I'm happy to live my life through someone else. Greenkeeping <laughs> Rooster, if you're listening, give us a call. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that. Yeah. So just finishing up on the Tigers. Is your gut feel it is Tim Sheen? Now my big thing on this is, we've got to get past two thousand and five. Like there has been seventeen premierships won, yeah. which if you do the maths, that's one a year to each team, right? There's been seventeen premierships won, and we're still latching onto that 2005 mm. side, who did a great thing. But there has been 17 premierships won in that time. We've got to move forward and leave that behind us. I think people look back in retrospect with rose-coloured glasses and they remember the start of his tenure rather than the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I st- honestly, as I speak to you, I think that that's still the most likely outcome. And and I don't know if that would be a short-term thing. And, again, mm. they might they might talk to some other guys and decide that Josh Hannay is the future or John Morris or, or whatever. But I've got a feeling. And, and it's really hard, too, because player managers are asking around and just going, well, mate, we've got some young kids in your system that are very good. We don't know what the progression is for them. What's the pathway? Who's going to be coaching them? Who's going to be developing them? They can't give anyone an answer. When it comes to legacy and athletes, we we get amnesia with the negative stuff. So, for example, we think about Michael Jordan, right? Mm. But we all completely forget. Was it Orlando Magic? Where did he finish up? Was it Magic? Oh, no. So he finished at the Washington Wizards. We don't uh, even know. After leaving leaving the Bulls in 98. You don't even think about the Washington Wizards. You don't think about Sheensy after the 2005 Mm. grand final. We don't think about Brett Favre when he went and played in New York. Yeah. You you just get complete amnesia around the negative stuff. Don't you? So who, if if it's not Tim Sheens, who's left in the picture? John John Morris. So it'd is be, Brett Kamali any chance? Well, Brett Kamali hasn't won a game. Yeah, like, like he's had three cracks at it, and they play Parramatta tonight. And I dare yeah. say they they won't oh, be singing a team song no. after that. Michael so, Maguire available? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, this is the thing. I mean, yeah. he's one of three premiership yeah. winners that are available. You've got Sean Shane Flanagan, who's yep. who's won a comp. Yeah. Um, you've got Paul Green, who seems to be left out of the mix. Although I dare say, if they make a move on Justin Holbrook up north, that he will be well and truly uh, in the. Can mix I ask you one. a question? Does the fact that you have potentially an immortal in your side like Jonathan Thurston, 
Is that a negative to Paul Green? Is that part of the reason people go, well, it was first well, that's, team? that's the knock on him. They're saying that Willy Wonka could have coached that team. Yeah. To a <laughs> he, he had two JTs. Well, mate, he did some clever stuff. That yeah, one. yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, Remember, <laughs> he leaped down that runway and then he did a front flip. And oh, oh mate, yeah. mate, how he got yeah. rid of Aruka Salt. That was... Well, he's got some Oompa Loompas up there now. So, yeah. Look, it's, that, that's been the knock on him. Well, yeah. He hasn't had success away from him, but, you know, he, he obviously won a title. So, hmm. um but you know that's that, that's the that's the decision that they've got to make, and that they. Um, what, what does this mean when they keep saying we've got to get a development coach? Oh. Like, isn't everyone a development coach? Yeah. that's so weird. Yeah, that's so weird. I don't understand that. No, can I ask a question? Um, so, you, in betting parlance, right? I, I may have said this last week, where there'll be a, a horse that runs today, and it was two dollars eighty into two dollars twenty. So all the pro punters were very keen of a chances for whatever reason it didn't work out right but the next start the pro punters would go well that horse was 280 to 220 it was liked there must be something there we need to think about and I'll talk about Anthony Seabold so Seabold was at South got the job did quite well coach of the year right and that's a subjective thing that's fine yep. then gets so, so so one famous club being South one of the biggest clubs in the competition then one of the other biggest clubs in the competition the Broncos go okay, well, we see something in this guy as well, and they get him. And for whatever reason, like the $2.80 pop that got into $2.20, it didn't work out. There was a lot going off the field. They've now got it sorted with Benny Icon, seems to be doing a good job. Why then is he completely out of the realm? Yeah, it's an interesting one, Sugar. Look, the he was the, the duck's nuts, wasn't he? Because yeah. he had basically the choice of two clubs, and the narrative was spun in that, Brisbane is a club that's got all the resources, all the players, and if you can't succeed there, you can't succeed yeah. anywhere. So that's that's what he has to live with, right? And he got that club. He got to that club in a state of flux, and he made some changes. And my opinion is that he made he did too much too quickly, and he didn't bring the old boys along with the journey. And that's really hard because they're all Kevin Walters fans. Like I they totally all, agree with that. They all love yes. him. Um, and, and those old boys hold so much power over that club. So whenever the, it's a slow news day or they lose up there, the blokes from the Courier Mail ring them and they go, mate, th- this coach is no good. Correct. We've got to get Kevy in. Correct. So he's a victim of all of that. But clearly mm. having gone through that, through that experience, and he's now doing some stuff in rugby, um, like he would be obviously a lot, a lot better for it, would he not? You yeah. don't just lose your ability. But but who's the like for the Tigers, for example? Look, who's the old boys who are going to give you big headaches? Uh, Robbie. Rob, well, Robbie <laughs> no, but if yeah. you get got sweet with Robbie, yeah, you know, like really, um, all the major players, you don't hear much from Ben Galea, Mark Brooke, O'Neill's sure. at Parramatta. No, no, I'm talking about more the West Tigers. 05. There's not uh. there's not that same clique of blokes that'll throw rocks no. at the club. The, the issue for West Tigers is that their roster is such that there's not a single player. I look at that team that walks into the Panthers roster, like not not one. Yeah. Like you couldn't you couldn't get Alex Tall onto the bench. You couldn't get Adam Dewey on the bench. The roster's poor. Yep. And it's going to take a long time to change that. And I know Appy Corusai. Luke Garner's helps. a chance. Well, well they've he's, signed he's, him. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. But that, yeah. that's about it, but, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. And 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 they've got a Isaiah Papali as well, who's a good pickup. You look at the rest of that roster. You've got Luke Brooks on a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it is going to take a lot of time. And does that board have the patience to say, "Listen, we're going to give you the three or four years that it needs"? That they gave Madge Maguire three and a half years, and now they have to rebuild from his rebuild. Yeah. Mm. So it's just this vicious circle that they keep getting into. 
Yeah, I, t- I can't argue more with that. Uh, the full article, by the way, in the Sydney Morning Herald, why the West Tigers want Tim Sheens to return as the coach, written by Adrian Prezenko. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Uh, James and Miss Old Magnus, and I'm Joel Kane, and said me and Adrian Prezenko. More to come after this. Yeah, it certainly is. James Magnus and Adrian Prezenko. I'm Joel Kane. Crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Last night, a bit of a wild ride for you South Sydney fans, but back-to-back wins. South Sydney defeating the Newcastle Knights. This is how it played out. Here they come towards the left-hand attacking side. Krenner is going to get a triple. Richard Kenner's got three here. It was a beautiful ball from Cody Walker. He saw the space, knew he had his finisher, and Richard Kenner has gone try, try, try in his return to the Rabbitohs. And we've got ourselves a fifth tackle play. Walker, a nice little grubber behind the line. Did Tex Hoy get a hand to it as he smothered it? He says yes, but hang on, Totola says, I've got myself a try. And Todd Smith says, let's go upstairs, I've got no try. So Tex Hoy, we thought, had grounded the ball but it just bobbled out. It was a really difficult one, and this will be a try to the Rabbitohs. So it'll be 32 points to 16 with a kick to come, and everybody's joining the try-scoring party this evening. Here's Milford. Go back down to the left-hand side, and a nice floating pass. This one from Adam Clune, and it's Lee, Edric Lee. Gets an easy one tonight, and that'll make it 34 points to 20. Kick to come. There's Souths. Try to get things moving down the right-hand side. Jackson Paolo just bashes his way over. He just bundled them away as he just bulldozed it in the end. What an extraordinary try. Jaden Braley jumps up, looks for Mitch Barnett. I reckon Barnett's got it over here. He has 38-26 with a kick to come and still plenty of time. He makes it 40 points to 28. And bad blood boiling over at the back end of this one. And Latrell Mitchell picks up the kicking tee, throws it into the air and roars into the night sky as Souths win it 40 to 28. Yeah, 40 points for 28. They are just sort of clinging to that top eight nights, boys. I think that's pretty much uh, Tata Tatiana Western Webb for 2022, isn't it? Correct. And interestingly, the Knights are only... One win behind the Roosters. Roosters, really? Which is, oh although we're not we're not accounting for your magical buy. Oh, have, they, yeah. have they received their two <laughs> points for what they're doing this week? Mate, this it's year? too early in the day to be talking about this. <laughs> I've got a headache. Um, what are you eating, by the way? What is it? Last That's night's a pizza. Bit of leftovers. Yeah, I've got a bit of pizza. So. Homemade. No, no, we, we went to the, the local shop. Just oh. thought, thought I'd invest in the local business. Oh, very that good. smells so good. Yeah, it does smell so good. Uh, I'll tell you what I've got. I've, I bought myself today, and I'm really fired up about this. Yesterday I had some barbecue chicken. Mm. And on the way, I went to Coles, and they had this little roll. It was like a Hawaiian roll, so you get the bacon and the cheese and some pineapple. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to heat that up. <laughs> on the and roll. And jam the barbecue yeah, meat yeah. into That's the... nice. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Sugar, I want to know what you're going to wash it down with, because mm. I heard an, a very entertaining chat you had with Fletch and with Brad Fittler. Yeah. And Freddie's been off on the Daniel Wagon for a couple of yeah, years, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's and, off and the you and yeah. you know, amongst you, know, you're talking about the uh, the birth of karaoke and yes. inventor and so forth. But one of the things that you said was that you might follow suit and yeah. you might actually just um, abstain yourself yeah. from the uh, dry the July. Old, yeah, well, it, well, it, how, how's that working out for yeah, you? Yeah, it's going all right. It's boring, but uh, it, it's going good. Wait, you're doing it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Is I this... thought you on the margaritas the other weekend. No, no, no. So, so <laughs> I, I, I wasn't a July one edition of uh, this year's Dry July, 
but because Dad was down from uh, Yamba, so on the fourth, oh, he lives in Yamba, does he? Yeah. Oh, what a spot! Yeah, I great Yamba. spot. What's the pub on the hill called that overlooks oh. the beach? It's one of the greats in all of Australia. I reckon. Yeah, he he he, uh, he cashed in from Sydney and went up there, and he's, yeah, he's yeah. loves it absolutely Love it. loves it. So that's the go. Uh, anyway, uh, last night, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very little on that. Well, yeah, yeah. I've been here since uh, round one this football season, Adrian, yeah. and I reckon around round one, Joel said to me. You know what, James? I'm going to get off the drink. I'm yeah. doing it. Uh, I'm on a health kick. Yeah. We're now... We're going to have to hold him to it now. He's, he's what are we? It. 16 rounds in now. Mm. So he's 16 weeks into his... Does that mean you wait until August 4 before you have your first drink? Yep. Yep. I'm actually catching up with the boys today there at the uh, the local oh. bolo, watching the racing, and I'll just be sitting mm. there alongside them, a designated driver. So. What will be the first thing you crack? Will it be a beer or a glass of wine or uh, a little hit, hit I of scotch? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Anyway, boys, <laughs> it's getting me cranky a bit like Clemmer last night, boys. Uh, it was fiery, wasn't it? Clemmer yeah. versus uh, wow. South Sydney back rower. Matangi. Kaloa Matangi. And, that, and you could just see Clemmer's eyes spinning. Oh. You know, yeah, the for me that the scariest guys in rugby league are the quietest, and I, I, this is just from me interviewing them. But some have got that sort of really quiet, menacing aura about them. Like James Fisher Harris, yeah. like really softly spoken, you yeah. can barely hear anything. You just think like he could hurt you if he really wanted to. Oh yeah. And, and another one who was like that was Manu Mao. Remember him yes. at Parramatta? Oh, scary. really softly spoken, serial killer. But like you know, he's yeah, you know, his prison background. You just think. He can hurt you if he wants to. <laughs> he, he but, could, yep. Yeah, yeah. But uh, having said all that, I wouldn't want to go Kalamatungi or Clemmer either. You no. mentioned, uh, just wondering where Fecky, Fecky finished up 2019. Where is Sasai Fecky? Is he still playing? Uh, he's over at Castleford. Maybe he's retired, Sasai Fecky. Uh, anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Uh, yeah, so on last night, the Bunnies. I've just had a look at their draw, boys. It's a torrid run home. It is a torrid Torrid run home for the Bunnies. So they have the Bulldogs next week. Oh, that's a that's tough the, game for the them. beginning of the end there. Well, what's what not, you, it's what not when you, you want to meet them. No. What did you think of the Bulldogs versus Cronulla? Obviously, they dropped off a bit from the previous weeks, but I didn't think they were too bad. Yeah. They, oh, it's an, it's, they, it's just a nothing game. Yeah. It was poor, it was the, when was field, the last time you saw conditions like no, that? No. Was it, wasn't it interesting like watching the, the game, the Melbourne game, and how good the field was at Shark Park? Like it was yeah. pristine considering how much rain we've had in Sydney. And Miss Ola and I were watching the um, the Reggie's game last week at Combank Stadium, which is like the newest stadium yes. in, in the city. And was it was just a that. quagmire. And it got worse and worse. And then, because yeah. I, I was watching that and I go, all right, game later this night, para versus south out at ANZ, that's just going to be, that's going to be knee deep in water. Yeah. So I, I bet on the unders. The, the field looked fine. It pulled yeah. up really well. So what's the... The runoff, like at, at Combank, is it not good irrigation? Well, I suppose drainage. Sorry, what what uh, uh, Shark Park allows is that big southerly to come through. It's probably harder to get that wind into that ground. Yeah. But boys, uh, look at this, right? So this is doing the rounds on the chat. So yeah. that was last week, yeah. right? And and it was like that all week. That and the message Cronulla came way. through Cronulla way. Like it's, Noah's Ark is the grandstand for the day. Like it is that yeah. wet, right? Yeah. Similar to very similar to what you saw in that game, actually, that you're talking about. Yeah. Canterbury take on the Sharks. And the message came out games are on, games are on. Look outside, right? It is the bluest sky you've ever seen in your life. The grounds all in Cronulla are absolutely bone dry. Wow. Fields closed. 
How does that add up? Uh, but anyway, back to this draw for South Sydney. So they take on the Bulldogs, which, yeah, it's, it's one they'd expect to win Ackle Stadium, but probably yeah, the worst yeah. time of the year to meet Canterbury. Yeah. Then you have the Melbourne Storm. Then you have the Sharks. Warriors up on the sunny coast. Parramatta. Penrith. Cowboys. Roosters. Ooh. That Roosters game is the, the, the game at yeah. the big stadium. That is a brutal run home. Well, well, the great irony is, and you were, we were talking about this before, Sugar, in that they've had their soft run, haven't they? Yeah. Is, that was the time when we expected them to accumulate all their points, and they dropped a lot of games during that yes. period. So they're certainly going to be battle-hardened if, in fact, they do qualify for the finals, given what they've got to go through. And the fact is that, that you know they've got Latrell back, and didn't just Cody Walker seem a much happier camper with him in his, by his yes. side? It's bizarre. It's yes. bizarre. He makes that much difference to Cody Walker. He does. I'm watching it going, it could be a different player. Yeah. It gets a fair bit of the niggle out of his game. It's almost like, all right, I've got Latrell here now. Big Brother's here to yep. fend off the bullies. It's... I, yeah, the Cody Walker thing's bizarre. And they and they got that win despite, you know, um, a, a pretty dusty start early on when they yeah, lost very to, you know, Lockie Ilias as well. Yeah. And, and there were a couple of like, poor efforts as well. Like, you know that one where Edric Lee's gone up to contest the ball and there was, like, no one else around him? Yeah, and then got to Bradman Bess. Is that the try? Yeah, 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 that one. Or, uh, when, or when Latrell started yahooing when he thought Cody Nicarima was over the line and they ended up scoring down the other end oh. about 20 seconds later. So they're now in the top five the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they are four points clear of the Seagulls, six points clear of the Roosters. So realistically, they're probably only going to win another three or f- probably another three games, which are three or four games maybe. They'll do that. They'll do that. Yep. They should do that. Um, there Anything else to come out of last night's game, boys, before we move along? Uh, just a couple of the plays from Latrell. He is a physical brute. Yes. One of the fans he put on Bradman Best, like, the physicality of him, that's a big thing that Souths have been missing. I thought it was something that New South Wales missed big time in in game one, physicality and emotion. Um, I still find it crazy that I go online in these rugby league forums and chat rooms and stuff, the hate for Luttrell. Yeah. But can we not just appreciate him for what he is? He's a brute of an athlete. Oh. He's huge. He's fast. He's aggressive. Forget about any of the other stuff. Forget about a bit of the niggle or whatever. That's part of that's part of who Latrell is. It yep. gets him up. Can we not appreciate Latrell Mitchell for just being an athletic brute? We can. Yeah, we can. Uh, Stifler's mum's been spotted as well at the Stone Crow uh, Crow's Nest on Thursday <laughs> nights back in the early nineties. Uh, that's coming from Eels Mars. Thank you very much, Eels Mars. Crunch time with thanks to Isuzu. More to come after this. Uh, timing's everything, Miss Get it isn't down, it? Joel. Get it down. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about you. You've I'm come worried in about here. You. You've come in with a chicken roll. Yeah. Grilled chicken no, roll. All, yeah, uh, sorry, so charcoal chicken roll on. On a, a bacon and egg, no, uh, bacon, sorry, bacon and, cheese. and cheese bun. Yeah. No sauce. No, no. So this is, it, it needs to be illegal. Tomato <laughs> sauce should never be allowed on any poultry. Not the egg, not the chicken. Oh, I love tomato sauce on my chicken sandwich. You chicken cannot roll. have tomato sauce on egg or chicken. You can have barbecue. I have barbecue on my eggs. Yeah. But uh, tomato sauce on my chicken. Do you have tomato on your chicken? No. 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 No, there's a confession. Um, Text us in. <laughs> Please, yeah. Texas, 0457 736 736. Oh, Should you the... have tomato sauce on your chicken roll? Look at all the okay. freaks come out of the woodwork now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. if, if, if tomato sauce on either egg or any kind of poultry like chicken, uh, if it should be illegal, send us with an aubergine. 
If you think it's fine, send us with a tick. Uh, I just think it's, it should be absolutely outlawed. Anyway, as should this be, last uh, Thursday night, rather, Brandon Smith got wrestled for 10 minutes, mm. allegedly calling the referee a cheat. Mm. Has he come out and admitted that, Adrian, do we know? So... I heard you talking about this yesterday, Sugar, that there's the possibility that he could claim yeah. that he wasn't referring to the referee, that it was, you know, one of the opposition players. So I've spoken to Brandon Smith's manager this morning. Yes. Um, he'll be copying his medicine. So yes. he, he did apologise. Which is classy. A lot yeah, of people well, go well, the other way. Well, he did apologise briefly on the broadcast. Yes. Um, it wasn't clear what he was apologising for. Um but he will go and he'll – it's been referred straight to the judiciary, so he has to go and um, answer to the case, but he'll copy his medicine. I think it's going to be – we heard, would have heard this yesterday too. Where I think it's going to be a defining moment in their season where they had the off-season carry-on, which really they got out of that pretty good, the, the, the Melbourne Storm, yes. as far as weeks served, et cetera. Absolutely. And I think we all know what we're talking about, the white powder situation. Yep. The OMO. Yes. Well, and I reckon, I reckon now, <laughs> I reckon now, Bellamy's going to lose his you-know-what. Yeah. And, and this is their last, it's the line in the sand, probably a bad use of words, but <laughs> but this is the moment where they say... The line in the OMO. Yes, this, yes. Is the, this is the moment where they say, boys, we fair dinkum or not. Yeah. You cannot underestimate Craig Bellamy, and I think this little defining moment might There's, be the thing they need to kick up the ass. Well, mm. that... If it was a defining moment for Cameron Munster, he's gone the right way. Of course he has. The issue, that, as I see it, is what about the Roosters? So all of a sudden they've decided for, you know, in, they've certainly thought short term with the Matt Lodge signing. Yep. So they've got a really strong culture and all of a sudden you risk having that eroded by having him come in. Mm. Now you've got mm. Brandon Smith who's coming in next year who's got form now, like clearly on off the field there's some, there's some issues. So this is a real turning point for them. Is that culture strong enough to put these guys into line where there's there's some big egos at that club already? Mm. Or does it risk sort of going south? Because as it stands right now, they are in serious danger of missing out on the top eight. Yeah. El the Eastern suburbs the right place for Brandon Smith? That's a question. Yep. Uh, boys, also too, um, what's, what's the expectation out there? So uh, a professional player calling or allegedly calling a referee a cheat, right? And, and that filters down. What's the expectation from the fans as to how much time he should be sidelined for? Well, firstly, what happened on the field? Like we remember when when Talis did that, Harrigan sent him off. Yep. So it wasn't just ten minutes. Like you know, they didn't care about. Yeah, didn't I'm care surprised about, by that actually. He didn't care about you know ruining no. the game or the spectacle. Like Harrigan just went, "You're off. We're yep. not seeing you again this evening." But you know, no, nothing short of three weeks. I wouldn't have thought. What, what do you think it'll be, missile? Oh yeah, three or four. I, again, I thought he would have been sent off. But yeah. I'd like to know if he what his defence is. Yeah, I'd love to know your defence because it is raining aubergines. It is. Oh, man. Against your thing. Uh, this is Crunch Time, all thanks to the Isuzu MUX. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, I'll tell you what, the Crunch Time team, they almost broke Dabble last week on the weekend. They had plenty of close calls. One leg losses, but uh, did get a winner on the Sunday. The Warriors win over six and a half points. And the Dragons win as well. How do you go, Stat? Well, Josh, if I'm the NRL again, I'm probably going one leg too far because yeah. I think you're getting a fair few of the legs and just falling short after <laughs> the last spot like the uh, the Crunch team were. But you yeah. have a big win away from the NRL because uh, on Saturday night, of course, Jai Opatai, the Australian who was uh, fighting for the World Cruiserweight title, and you know how much mm. I love my boxing. I, 
I've got to say, Dabble was looking after the punters who uh, had some amazing odds on the underdog, John Pattaya, which I got on Saturday night. Yeah. Had a win, of course. He won the world title in a, in a, um, a, a unanimous decision. And I was lucky enough to get on that, so I was outstanding. I was paying about $3.20, so it was great. Yeah, good result for you. And you're back on the winners list, which is good to see, Sats. Um, I'll tell you what, how's this for a result last week? And we've spoken about him a couple of times. Jake Carden, 13. So we've spoken about him. He's done really well in the Origin and the NRL. He had a moan, eh? uh, a moan rather, at $31 for first try score on Sunday. Picked that one. How good is that? Uh, we'll get on to the crunch time team here, Sats. See what you think. The same game, multi, obviously less games this week. But uh, we're going the West Tigers taking on the Parramatta Eels. We're going Parramatta. Uh, Gutherson to score any time as well. Sivo to score any time. And Blake to score any time. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, good. I like it. I like it. I, I thought the West Tigers, they might galvanise this week and prove everyone mm. wrong and cause an upset against <laughs> Parramatta and Leichhardt. But I was just thinking... Parramatta always answer back pretty strongly after they've been humiliated like they were last week. So, yeah, I like that bet. I like where the crunch team have gone with that. And, you know, Clint Gustafson, the king, he he always in big games, he'll he'll Mm. find points somehow. So, yeah, I don't mind that. Will the Tigers ever going to win, you know? (laughs) I'm going same game, multi as well, and Dabblers. I've I've gone on the game Sunday, which is only four games this weekend, of course. Uh, Brisbane Broncos are hosting (laughs) the Dragons. Now, the Dragons... Uh, the uh, they're paying about two dollars ten, two dollars fifteen at the moment mm. head to head. So I'm going to take them in an upset because Anthony Griffin has not lost when he's a Dragons coach or a Broncos coach against either side. So that's eight occasions. Yep. So I'm going to say the Dragons are going to win, and I'm going to say a young Mancini who plays on the wing will uh, score a try, and yep. uh, also. The young five eight for the Broncos, Ezra Mann, is becoming one of the one of the really good support players in the competition. So, yeah, Ezra Mann try, Fenai try, and the Dragons get the win. Love that, love that. And uh, just quickly, while we're talking about it, because of course the big game on Sunday, uh, Wimbledon, Kyrgios taking on Djokovic. Do you give him any chance? <laughs> oh, I think in a two horse race, you've got to give him. You've got to give him an opportunity and a chance. I love Curious. I love the entertainment he brings and don't get everything that he does. But you know what? I think he's got the ability to take Djokovic outside of his comfort zones. And, um, well, you know what? We've seen strange things happen. And I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it um, our time Sunday night, Monday morning. Of course, the easiest thing to do, Stats, is download the app, uh, follow the Crunch Time NRL team, follow Stats 13, and you can just copy those bets with one click. Go on, have a dabble, dabble socially, and gamble responsibly. Copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble, gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Uh, yes, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Drew on the text line. He said there are two rules for eating. One, tomato sauce is limited to hamburgers, sausage rolls, and meat pies. Two, pineapple cannot be allowed on pizzas. Well, I strongly disagree. That's, Point two. We're both we're both in trouble then. Yeah. I break Me I break both rules. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love pineapple I, I, I on pizza. I wish we just had a pineapple on a pizza. Oh, yeah, so do I. It's mm. the grouse. What's your go-to pizza? 
The Supreme? one that I'm enjoying lately is the like meat lovers. Oh, yeah, I'm a meat yeah. lovers. They're Ooh, good with yeah. a barbecue sauce. Yeah, oh. yeah. I've got, okay. one, I've got one on the way, fellas. Oh, have <laughs> you? No, no, you haven't. Yes, I you do. Have. Oh, you do. <laughs> oh, good on you, brother. Uh, this is the crunch time, by the way. All thanks to the MUX for Isuzu. Quick break for the news, and then back with plenty more. Uh, yes, uh, have you say this is crunch time, Isuzu MUX. Is the way to go there on this Saturday afternoon. Crunch time, an hour to go, by the way. A bit of overtime for the team here. Adrian Prezenko, Sydney Morning Herald, James the Missile Magnuson. And we're just talking in the break about uh, running. And running. You, you were talking about the fact uh, you're city to serve. So you just started yeah. to tell the story. So you may as well bloody finish yeah. it. All right. So I've just, it was the year I retired from swimming. So did the uh, Commonwealth Games in 2018 and uh, then retired. Yes. And uh, never done a big running race before. Furthest I've ever run is five kilometres. So my girlfriend says, oh, I'm going to do the city to surf. Do you want to sign up with me? I said, oh, couldn't make it. 14 kilometres too far. She goes, no, 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 easy, easy. Yeah. You'll make it, you'll make it. I was like, oh, all right, I'll sign up. No training, nothing like that. Rock up on the day to city to surf. My girlfriend says to me, don't don't bother about headphones or anything. I'll run it with you. I'll talk you through it, yeah. get, you, get you through the 14Ks. I'm like, all right, sure thing. Rock up to the start line. As you know, at City to Surf, there's, what, 50,000 people or something in that street, like jostling for position and stuff like that. So we rock up. I'm like, this is full on. On this microphone, this bloke goes, uh, James Magnuson. I was like, oh, what? James Magnuson? Yeah. (laughs) This One of the organisers goes, come over this way. So he waves me over with my girlfriend. He goes, mate, don't worry about hanging back in that huge pack of people. He said, here, I'll put you up the front at the start line (laughs) with all the runners the pro runners i don't know if he thought i could run or what the go was like, okay so they line up with the gun about to start the city to surf i'm dead set in front of the tape where all all the runners are oh, no. at the very front of the whole pack of fifty thousand people behind me at, at least yeah yeah and you wanted to go incognito yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and my girlfriend's she's very competitive is she, she a goes, runner she's a runner yeah, yeah. yeah she goes how good's this i'm going oh, oh yeah i guess <laughs> the gun goes and she sprints, takes off down that street, down uh, William Street towards the cross. And you're, you're feeling takes the headsets. Off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she takes off and I go, I can't, I can't hold that pace. So after about 200 metres, as we start the, the ascent up towards the cross, she's gone. So for, wow. you, you've ran the city to surf for a whole of 200 metres. No, 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 and, no, well, no. With her. You, with, with her. her. Yeah, and yeah. then she said on your own, gone. Pat, so gone. You, led, you led the city to surf. I led the city to surf. Well, she led, to be honest. I led for, yeah, about 50 metres. So she took (laughs) off, done, gone. I'm on my own. So I run the 14 kilometres on my own, no headphones. Hate life? Hating life. (laughs) By the time I got to Heartbreak Hill, I was done. Nothing left in the tank. Every 100 metres I was going... As soon as there's no one watching, I'm just going to pull out to the side and yeah. stop. I'm stuff this. I'm not finishing <laughs> it. But all along the way, you have people on the, yeah, the sidelines yeah. and stuff, and every now and then they're going, is, is that a missile? Oh, a missile. <laughs> yeah. Or like little kids running past me, their parents going, can we just get a quick selfie? I'm going, oh, God. <laughs> you couldn't stop, could you? Oh, I couldn't stop. And the low point of my life is we're coming down into Bondi, and we're finally on the straight to finish the city to surf. And these two blokes in head-to-toe, big, massive banana suits oh. overtake oh, me. Yes. B1 and B2 beat you. Yes. Oh, my God. No. So, and because, I, because I started at the front, 
my whole race was just people overtaking me. I didn't overtake no, one person no. the whole race. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming somewhere in the vicinity of about yeah. 10,000 people overtook me between the city and Bondi. Did you only well, ever do it once? I only did it once. And, so and I, never I, couldn't, again. I couldn't walk for the rest yeah. of the week. My wow. knees and my ankles were shot. At least wow. you weren't beaten by an aubergine. Are you, <laughs> are you getting beaten by an aubergine? <laughs> uh, hey, I, fun fact, I did a marathon, right? It was the yeah. night, night after a marathon game, actually. It was the Roosters taking on the Tigers and that famous Braithen Astor field goal. Yes. So what happens is the next day you, you turn up just down the road here to Luna Park and you run up around the bridge and over the bridge you go and, and off you go. And... I was actually doing it quite comfortably. I was in a bit of a rhythm. I wasn't breaking any records by any stretch of the imagination, but I was in a rhythm, get to 35Ks, and all of a sudden the snipers come out, and my legs are gone. But I run into this guy, and I said, how you going, mate? And he was about to stop. I said, mate, mate, I'm about to stop too, but just let's do this together, you know? So he was about to stop, didn't stop, ends up running the last 7Ks with me. We're both really hurting. I said, why are you doing this, mate? He said, oh, my mate passed away and I always promised I'd do it with him and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I'm going to be your mate today and we're going to get home together, right? Yeah. And all I wanted to do was stop and I'm just carrying him the whole way. Yeah. So we're going to get there. We're going around the um, opera house, oh, sorry, towards the opera house and away we go and there's about 500 metres to go and I've carried this bloody bloke the whole way. He just took off. He just took off. I never yeah, second never, wind. Never seen him wow. ever again in my life. Oh, Without geez. me, he would have walked and not finished. Yeah. And he had the audacity, oh. the gall, the hide, the temerity. Pissed <laughs> off like he did. And I was filthy. Anyway, oh, um, that's good. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way guy, to hit the text line. Yeah, if you're that, <laughs> yeah. If you're that guy, was he a local? Yeah. No, he wasn't Sydney a local. Bloke? No, he had a bit a of a pommy accent. Oh, okay. You know, and he, that's all he wanted to do. But um, what time I'll, did you do for our listeners? Oh, for the marathon. Yeah. It won't mean anything to me, but think, we might have some. I think it's about a flat four hours. Would that sound four right? Hours. That's, that's good. That'd yeah. be around the four hour that's mark. Good. Yeah, oh, I mean, it wasn't breaking any records, but it was. It was. What were they trying to break on that Nike documentary? The two hour two marathon. Yeah, breaking two. Go sub. Go sub two. There's yeah. a really good doco too on um, who's a really good African runner. Kipchoge. Kipchoge. Yeah, yeah. really good documentary. And how how you know, down to earth they are. Like mm. they're all mates. They're they're down to earth. They're washing their own clothes, making their own meals. Yeah. The world owes them nothing. Just yeah. really good documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Worth watching. Got a lot of docos to watch, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, you have. Oh, Drive to survive your first one. Yeah, right. got to be. Okay, have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Quick break and uh, back with your calls and texts on the other side of this. Uh, yes, another doco coming through. Hey, Joel, Bobby Robson, more than a manager, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, uh, and I'm not that into soccer. Also on the Tigers, Noddy needs to put Tigers supporters out of their misery and select Hastings and Dewey at six and seven and stick with it, says Mike. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the view there. Let's see what Steve from Wrecknerville has to say. G'day, Steve. Hey, boys, how are we going? Going good, Stevie boy. How are you, mate? Oh, living the dream. Beautiful. Living the dream. LTD, beautiful. Hey, <laughs> If it all ends in tears for like Luke Brooks and he has to go and shake hands with the Reggie's coach, mm. where does he go? Does he go to does he go to Lincoln or does he go to Leica? Well he was work? at Balmain Junior, wasn't he? So I think he'd be he'd have the uh, the orange and the black on, I'd say. Okay, 'cause like and I, what I took out of that interview with him during the week was he's going nowhere. He's, he's, he'll be happy to run around Leichhardt and get his million dollars a year or $1.2 million a year. He's not going nowhere, I don't think. 
Well, Miss, Miss I was doing the same here. He signed for a million bucks and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> so I can understand that. Um, just trying to have a look at this. Uh, yeah, you're right. So there is, there's a Magpies. In, no, so there's a Magpies in reserve grade, yep. Steve, but there's no Tigers. That's right. Yeah, Magpies in reserve grade. Yeah, so that's yeah, he'd so, be going to the so, black so and white. My mail is that Adam Doohy in the next few weeks will be shifting into that sixth spot. So yes, that they, okay. they've been it, taken baby steps with him. He hasn't played for a long time. They want him to get his match fitness up, but that that will happen, that they're actually protecting him. They don't want to throw him in there straight away. So that's going to cause a, an issue. What do they do with Luke Brooks? Are you hearing whisperings about Brooks to Dolphins? No. Oh, I haven't. Hearing, I, I mean, yeah. who have they got? They've got Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah. And yeah. they've got young Katoa, uh, Katoa from yeah. Penrith. Um, there's been some talk about Milford potentially going there. But I saw Newcastle just offered Milford a three-year deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think everyone expected that he was only going to stay at Newcastle for this season. But yeah. obviously they've seen enough from him already to... Suggest he's better than what they they previously had. What would that be, Dosh wise, for Milford? Have you heard? Oh, couldn't be much. I tell you, I think I think the Walsh deal was on the cheap, wasn't it? Yeah, like just over four hundred for three years. Yeah, mm, that's that's a fair that's a good back. signing. Yep. Yeah, uh, just on the Walsh thing, right, boys? Can we see this scenario where we're approaching August one? He wouldn't be in the cap for a hell of a lot, Reese Walsh. Like, could could a club like Manly? who were without Tommy Turbo, could they go and get a Reese Walsh, as we saw with Tavita Pangai Jr. on his way to Canterbury, stopped at Penrith? Are we going to see things like that? I think Chance Nickel Clockstar should go to Melbourne. Yeah, well, well, we've already seen with Matt Lodge. Like they're, they're short mm. up front, so they've decided to get him, and um, it doesn't cost you a lot. If you've got a little bit of cap space, yeah. we were talking about this last week, you know, Missile, like yeah. if, if you're in a bottom four club and are a decent player, and you can, you're in the last year of your contracts, yeah. A good opportunity if, to wriggle out of it and join a top eight team. If you're Luke Garner and you've signed with Penrith for next year, you're going, come on, get me out of this joint. Well, there you go. Well, <laughs> get that, me that, across. But he fits. So the criteria, as yep. you've basically mentioned, yep. you're looking for teams, A, out of the running, yep. and B, a player who's departing. Yeah. You yep. can't. I mean, it'd be farcical if you had Caelan Ponga being loaned to yep. someone for, for a short period of time. But for the people who are moving on, so you're thinking about Luke Garners, you're thinking about the likes of uh, Charles Nickel Clookstar, perhaps mm. if Canberra fall out of the running. You're thinking about the likes of Luke Brooks, potentially. Um, mm. Well, not that he's going anywhere, but you're thinking of the likes of uh, Reese Walsh, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, There'd be a few Titans players as well. I think, uh, like, Jared Wallace has signed with uh, Dolphins for next year. There'd be a, a bunch getting around in those bottom four teams. Uh, Jay says, hey, Sugar, I think I know that marathon bloke who smashed you at the finish. He said, uh, this guy helped me get the final 7Ks. He was a beautiful, beautiful man. Uh, yes, he was. Uh, he was a beautiful, beautiful man. There's no doubt about that. If we called uh, Brian Toto in the state of origin. Speaking of this, boys, we the teams are in. New South Wales preparing for Queensland. It's just all happened. All of a sudden, Munster out for the Maroons. Jordan McLean replaced by Jacob Safiti for the Blues. Regan Campbell-Gillard. Again, has been overlooked. What's happened in Origin 1? Uh, Talakai says that Whiten deserved my spot. People don't want spots, deserved other spots. What's going on? It's all happening. Are we close to seeing, because it feels as though COVID's kicking off again, are we close to seeing the bubble come back? Well, if we keep getting players go down, it could be an issue. But, I mean, this is it's just interesting. Like, you mentioned Regan Campbell-Gillard. What has he done? Mm. Like, what has he done wrong? Like, And now you've got, what, Dan, uh, Daniel Saifidi coming in. Uh, yeah. Jacob Saifidi, sorry. Like he's he's not in he's not one of the three best props in his 
in his club, but he's not the best prop in his family. No. Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> just, it's ridiculous. Like, like, what has Regan Campbell Gillard done so wrong since State of Origin one? And we're talking about like if you compare his stats to Jordan McLean, yeah, like, he he's a far superior. Like he's running for 150 meters a game. Regan Campbell Gillard, that that game against the Roosters when they had that one-two punch with Junior Paulo, yeah, they ran for over 400 meters against a, a quality opposition. Yeah, and yet you know they seem to pick everyone but him for this side. You know how you hear the saying, a play one front rower? Oh, yeah. So uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, for example, is a play one front rower and Paulo plays off the back. Yep. Uh, I'm assuming that was Jordan McLean for this game. Jake Trebojevic is not. Jacob Saifidi, I would not have thought, given that he comes off the bench, is a play one front rower. Junior Paulo on the bench is not a play, play one front rower. Angus Crichton, who will probably spend time in the middle, certainly isn't. We're a little bit light on in that sort of who's taking that kickoff, who's taking the dropout. Mm. Um, tough one. Fascinating. Uh, who, boys, who do you expect to be the one, two, and six, really? They're the big questions for uh, Queensland. Uh, well, well, see, when I say the one, what two, and six. What happened to the one? No, well, no this is, nothing's happened to the one. But what I'm thinking is what I would do. Is with Munster out, I'd push Kalen to six. Oh, okay. Reese Walsh to fullback. You got me all excited. Yeah, then. I was sorry. Like, you mean they're missing <laughs> yeah, Ponga? Yeah, and no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'd push him to six. I honestly okay. would. Just let him go around. Put okay. Reese Walsh to fullback and uh, put Val on the wing. Mm. Personally, Brimson I'd, at centre. That's go, what I do. I'd go Sam Walker. Sam Walker. Why not? Throw Whoa. straight in there. Well, he's in the. Could Sam Walker leapfrog Dean or no? Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it'd be bold. It'd be a very Queensland thing to do, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, wow. fascinating. I just hope that we don't learn any more. Honestly, I haven't, I haven't spent too much time thinking about it because I was just, uh, after I saw that yesterday, I went down and got my State of Origin uh, 2022 champions, New South Wales tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you about my mate, didn't I, in uh, 2009, I think it was. He got a tattoo of the Saints, right? He wanted to get the Saints... Uh, he thought they were home. They can't lose. They're home. They're going to win this competition, which many probably agree with. Yeah. And um, he, he he did the reveal. We went for coffee. He said, right, hey, boys, here's the reveal, blah, 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 blah. And he botched it. He got a St. Kilda tattoo. <laughs> so you know the halo and the oh. little stick figure person? And luckily, because what happened was St. George Illawarra got bombed out. They were the minor premiers, I think, that year. And then St. Kilda found themselves in the grand final. So he said, told you, boys, St. Kilda, Saints, uh, they got beat in the grand final. Oh. <laughs> so it still means nothing. Anyway, we might have a quick break because uh, Missile and uh, uh, the Maestro's lunches turned up. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is a run home. No, it's not. It's crunch time with Adrian Brzezenko, the Missile, Joel Kane, and the Maestro. Yeah, the MUX, Isuzu, we do appreciate their support now. Um Apparently, now this is coming from the text from Anthony, right? A good source, Sugar. Apparently the comment did not go down well with, uh, what comment? What comment are you talking about, Anthony? Let us know the comment before I, um, was there a comment specifically I was talking about? Is this? Is it a Regan Campbell-Gillard thing, is it? A a fallout with Penrith or? Well, let us know, Anthony. Just elaborate on that. The comment, I think, was something about like uh, fading out a bit at the back end of his time at Penrith or not trying as hard or something about attitude towards the end. But nothing. Major. Okay. I thought it was more that he just needed a change and he needed yeah. quite a bit stale. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But what I do know is, and, and you're a Parramatta man, Adrian, they're going to meet in a massive game at, in the final. I think whether it's a grand final, prelim, semi final, I just get the sense they'll meet. 
Penrith and Power in a massive game. Do you believe that? Yeah, I think so. And I think they're actually, I think they're playing in a couple of weeks' time as well. So they'll meet before, they always play twice, home yep. and away. Yep. So I can't wait for that. Massive, massive, massive they're, they're game. Feeling bullish. They're two clubs that almost merged back in the day. Mm. When? So, so when they when they were rationalising the competition after the Super League War, mm. they actually talked about merging, and it was going to be the Parramatta Panthers. Oh. I've 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 done a story about it. There was actually a document, and it's got Dennis Fitzgerald's signature on it, where he's actually signed off on the merger, and then the Panthers counterpart at the time. Decided not to. That How big would that a club been? Because you, you know, you talk about you know West Magpies and and Ty- Balmain Tigers coming together. Imagine the super club that would have been yeah. the Parramatta Panthers. Oh, but the Param- Parramatta are too big of a club to ever think about merging. Well, so, so are the Panthers, really. Were they then though? They weren't then, but yeah. they've certainly they developed into a super. Yeah, they power. are now. Well, Parramatta went close with Balmain too, didn't they? Yep. You there kidding? was even. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That was that was like really. That was hot. really close. And there was even some talk about Parramatta and North Sydney, which doesn't make a, a hell of a lot of sense either geographically. geographically or Parramatta and the Tigers made sense, didn't it? Geographically. Geographically, Ish. it does. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But imagine the junior nursery of Parramatta. Parramatta and Penrith combined. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what, Rob? Go through. This could be a story for I don't know, but if you went through the um, the Harold Matthews Cup winners or or finalists, right? You can easily find it. Parramatta are represented so so heavily, like like it is, it is daylight second and third, right? Yeah. But what what what's happening with these kids? Like if they've mm. got the very best kids coming through every single year, why has it been so many years since Parramatta have won a premiership? Sugar, sugar you can't keep them all, but uh, in years gone by, every time you had to make a decision between two kids, they got a fifty fifty decision right wrong a hundred percent of the yeah. time. You could just put together the best side out of all of the juniors that are no longer there. We've got the quote. Okay, what what did he say? So he says that during camp for game one, Campbell Gillard told Nathan Cleary, Para owns you. But who cares? Where's like, that come? But but that can't that that that's nothing. I mean, I'm not doubting what you're saying, Anthony. That's, yeah, yeah. that's probably right. But I mean, what? How is that? Sort of that would have been tongue in cheek anyway, would it? Not? Well, I would have would thought. Think. But even if even if it wasn't, who if cares? I was a Penrith player and I've got a premiership ring on my wing from, uh, and I've lost four games, you know, in, in, since twenty nineteen, and, and he says that to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, righto, champ, no probs. We also own this premiership ring. What else do you want to talk about? Yeah, like, like it's that's not enough to get kicked out of a camp. That's, that's not a sacking offence. No, is it? no, there's got to be that's more to it. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, that's interesting. It could have happened. Does a does a halfback really need like cohesion with the front rower in the team? Like if if what do we got seven? If you add Burton in, maybe eight Penrith people in that team. How cohesive does it? And I, I don't, I'm not a team sport guy, right? I'm an individual yeah. sport guy. If there's one odd man out in there, does that? We can tell by you eating your pizza on your own over there, a whole pizza. <laughs> <laughs> does that affect the cohesion of the entire team? Can you just not have that one? person that's out of sync well he's the guy that's laying the platform isn't he he's yeah. put, he's putting his head in the furnace so that nathan Cleary and everyone else can do yeah. what they need to do i think it's less about match day i think i think it's about the general okay environment in the build-up i think that's what it's really about and, and yes you're a, an individual sports person but you are part of a team with these squads and camps mm. and um, you would have had times where there's an individual who people could sort of give or take, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, um, swimming's renowned for it. Um, it's do they actually? Well, they they don't really 
you don't really get selected for swimming, do you? You pick yourself. Pretty much, yeah. It's a very objective sport. Top two yep. off on the team. So you can't say, oh, we're not picking that guy because he doesn't gel well with the yeah. team. And you haven't yeah. got a referee who you never liked or anything. Like It's all literally undisputable in many ways, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Keep them coming through. Uh, at his peak, this is... Uh, but uh, Adrian says, at his peak, Latrell is the best player in the world. Like you, Missile, I'm a Bulldogs fan and would have gladly trade Jackson, Thompson, Pangai Jr. and Marnie for Latrell. As a Queensland fan, I'm glad he's not there in game three because he would carve us up big time. Now, they're all coming out, Cameron Smith and Queensland fans for that matter, saying, oh, we are so... I feel like they're overdoing the fact that Latrell hasn't been picked. It's almost yeah. as if to say, you got it wrong, you it's, got it wrong. It's yeah. easy after the event. Yeah, yeah, after the event. Yeah. yeah, After the event. So anyway, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, who do you think they're going to settle on Queensland, Adrian? For for their team now with these outs. Assuming that the PCR comes back positive for Talungi and also uh, Cameron Munster. Well, I, I told you what I'd do, but I reckon pr- they'd probably do what you'd do, which is you'd think Ponga would go into the halves. Really? You think? Oh, that's what I would do, but I, yeah. I reckon they might go with Dearden. Based yeah. on what Billy's been saying, I think they'll go with Dearden. Ben Hunt's the other option to start him. Yeah, but he's so effective off the bench yeah. for them, isn't mm. he? Like... Fascinating. I, I kind of hope they go Dearden. I just don't think he's as much of a threat as Ponga. You don't want to see Ponga at six, do you? Not no, really. No, I yeah. don't want to see Ponga and Walsh in the same team. I think that's a big threat. Yeah. Um, Oates on the wing. I think is somewhat of a no-brainer, but obviously you could go like Val Holmes on the wing, the hammer in centres, or you like Brimo in, in centres. You, yeah. you could put Val at fullback as well. Oh yeah, that's the other option. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's still the world, one of the world's best wingers, but you know he, he can. Yeah. You know, given their circumstances, you could certainly put him in the number one, couldn't you? Yeah. You Have could. they drafted additional players into the squad or no? Well, I imagine they could if those two go that's out. Cool. Yeah. They probably haven't yet. So it'll be interesting to see how they push along there. Uh, the Queenslanders. Uh, Sugar, I think. I oh know, I've read that text. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Fitzy said the comment was that Power owns Cleary. Yeah, so that, that seems to be the one. By the way, when you're sending in videos and, and pictures, we can't see them on the text board. So it's always better to articulate uh, what you are sending us. Uh, good afternoon, gents. Um, Michael from Logan here. Could the situation you're talking about lead to clubs shaping their salary cap to intentionally keep some money free for getting a player for the back end of the season? Yes. Yes, it can, Michael. And that, are, yeah. that's most what, of them do. Yeah, most of them do. Yep. So I'd actually – it's such a loophole. And, and where the loophole is the problem, so they pro-rata the players' worth. So they'll say that, Adrian, you're worth 10000 a game, for example, right? And then all of a sudden, the team's still got 70000 in their cap. Okay, we've got you for seven games. That yep. deal's going to work away you come. But what they've got to do, in my opinion, is also pro rata what's in the cap. So, for example, if you've got a salary cap left of 100000 well, that intent for the 100000 was over the course of the year. So, in my opinion, if you're two-thirds through the season, and say it's 150 freezer numbers, and you've got 150000 left in the cap, for me, you should only actually have 50000 left in the cap. Yep. Because you burnt through two thirds of the season. Do you understand what I'm saying there? I'm with mm. you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That that's, would stop the loophole. But that that's not the way it works, and we can mm. see the people are t- exploiting it, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. But to give you an idea, so if Lodge's market value, and regardless of what you actually think he's worth, if it's six hundred thousand, and hypothetically the Roosters won on or got to grand final, if his market value is six hundred thousand, 
and Volkman and Freddie Lussick have been let go to accommodate Lodge, and they've been let go on their $300,000 players, you are effectively turning up grand final day with $300,000 more in your cap than what the rest of the teams yeah. have been able. It's it's a ridiculous rort that needs the to Roosters stop. one was sketchy as, and I obviously did the yeah. show with Jimmy, who's a Arden Roosters <laughs> fan, uh, and he didn't he didn't like the accusations, but they were saying 20000 per game for Lodge, and they paid well, the reports where they paid hundred grand for Lodge. So Jimmy's swearing black and blue. Lodge will only play the last five games of the season. There's your hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh wait on wait a second. Now he's going to play the last eight. Yeah. And he said, oh well, you can't say it was just hundred thousand. I'm like, which one is it? Did yeah. they pay a hundred thousand? Yeah. He's twenty like. Oh, to, to be an accountant. Yeah, yeah, I know. But do you understand? Like, if they're hypothetically, if they're and this is not at the Roosters because this is currently the salary cap which affords it. If they're right on the cap now, and you give away two or three hundred thousand, and then Lodge comes in valued at six or seven. Yeah, big time. It, it's not like it, big time. You've got to pro rata how long the season has gone versus what you have left in the cap. So, sugar, were you you saying? I heard you during the week, and and. It, the Lodge thing reminded me, you think the Warriors will make the finals next year? Yes. So that's in spite of the fact that whoa, Lodge whoa, whoa. is getting yeah. paid yep. not to play for them. Yes. The fact that we had a New Zealand test squad named yep. and there's not a single New Zealand Warriors yep. player in it, is, is Andrew Webster that good in your yeah, opinion? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I think he's got this wonderful knack of how he speaks to people. Yep. And you've also got to consider... There is so many plotters in this game of rugby league. So many plotters in this game of rugby league. You're only asking him to be in the top 50%. They've got good players there. I've got no doubt about that. I like some of the signings they've picked up. So I'm I'm prepared to say that. Who are the I signings reckon, they've picked I up? Have South had a great season, would you say? No, they, they've been poor. Where are they running? Fifth. Yeah, they'll make the eight. They're but running I, fifth. I, but I still reckon they're, they're going to be better than... They're, they're still a, a much better squad than the Warriors squad. You've got yeah. Sean Johnson... Who shouldn't be shouldn't be playing there next year? Like yeah. he's not a first grader the way he's playing at the moment. They're paying Matt Lodge a hell of a lot of money not to play, so their salary cap is already they are obstacles, of, no doubt, out of shape before you even start. So they are significant setbacks for him yeah. to overcome. This is a, a club that hasn't had any junior development pathways for for two and a half years. They haven't been in the country until yeah. about you know a week and a half ago. That's, you know, you know that what? would be one of the. It would if they make the eight next year, and I hope that they do, given what they've sacrificed. Yep. I reckon it would be one of the great coaching efforts. Okay, well, I, what I what I will say is this, and you make some great points there. Is I said the same thing for Todd Payton, who clearly didn't make the eight last year. Yep. Right, I'm I'm playing the man. Maybe I'm a year too early, like yep. I was with Todd Payton. I, yep. I knew that Todd Payton was going to be a big success, yep. and people were questioning that after the first year. Well, clearly he can coach, and I maybe you're right. May, maybe I'm twelve months too early on it. But I've got no doubt that it's a wonderful signing. It is a terrific signing. If the Warriors, the Warriors. make the eight, Adrian will walk naked down the main street of Auckland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, don't you want to see Brad Fittler get the Bulldogs roll? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're talking about uh, Dave, Dave Riccio, Riccio, by the way. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. That has oh. been – that's gotten some airplay, hasn't it? Oh, it that's has. a big part of the marketing he made a He made a little slip because he said Belmore Road, which is actually in Riverwood, oh. not in Belmore. Oh. Burwood Road is the main drag that's at, at – did he say he's going to do a forwards or did he add a, a backwards in there as well? Oh, I heard it. Handstand. I don't give a rats. I'll, I'll be there whatever happens. We've got, a, we've, we've got a holiday booked overseas for that time. That'll be getting cancelled. And I'll yes. be there at Burwood Road with a Lesky, wow. right, and just cheering him on. Forward so or backwards, I'm, guess, take care. I'm giving him the job 
Just for, for no other reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just for a week. Yeah, just yeah. just let him have one week him. in the off-season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100% is the way to do that. Righto, boys, it's time to gear up. Uh, we do that each and every week, and we do that all thanks to Dometic. Uh, plenty happening. Not as much football tonight, of course, but Dometic, go on your next adventure, Dometic.com. It is the West Tigers taking on Parramatta. The West Tigers, incidentally, early in the year, a famous victory for them. They mm. pinch it on the bell. And uh, that would buy Madge Maguire at least a month at the time. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mickey from Mascots on the text. He said, hey, Adrian, assuming the Eels don't make the top four and go out in straight sets, there are fair assumptions there, Mickey. Uh, do you see BA being sacked, he says, and who would replace BA? Um, thoughts? Well, f- if all of that comes to pass, the way he's described, it probably might be a very prudent move by Cameron Serraldo to yeah. oh, stay yes. put. I think that if um, if that was to happen, he would probably be the guy that they go for. I found it a little bit surprising that they extended Brad Arthur. Not so much that they extended him, but they did so by two years, which is a lot of Brad Arthur for a, a team that has only won two finals games under his tenure. Um, in his defence, like they have gotten better the last few years. And when we've seen players come across, whether it be like a – Isaiah Papalihi, they've gotten better. Um, Mitchell Moses has improved each and every year. But all of a sudden, close enough isn't good enough anymore. No. Like they need to make a grand final in the next – well, you, won't, you might not get a second chance. In the next year or two, you would think they have to make it and win one. And, and the premiership window could be closing, given that they're losing a lot of good players, including Reid Marnie, who's, who's critical to that team. There's a lot of pressure on them to perform. If they don't make the grand final this year, sure, they're not making it next year. No, this is it. The window's shut, and as you say, it is It is now or never, isn't it? Their yep. side on paper is gone. As well, you lose Papa Lee, you know. Reed Marnie, Oregon Kafusi, a couple, couple of other guys as well. And Where are they, they short? Well, what, like, un, we're talking about late season transfers, et cetera. What do they need? What What's missing for the, them? The, the thing, my I look at them, and I can tell within five minutes, their first five minutes, whether they're going to win or not. But they play a, a power style of football, which I think is actually really hard to do over 20, the course of 25 rounds and then a final series. And that's why I think you're seeing that sort of lull. So they're just missing a little bit of spark or X factor. And I think late last year they tried to get an Anthony Milford who would have been just that energizer bunny off the back end, you know, back into the season off the bench. Um, there's just something, there's something missing there, isn't there? Mm. Like, everyone in that team has to play at their very best. And we've seen that they can do it. Like, that that match against the Roosters was probably the most frustrating for me as a long-suffering supporter because they can do it. And then you see them rock up against the Tigers or the Bulldogs and it's just not there. It's just – and you do get a, a real feeling within five to ten minutes if they're on or if they're off. Any team that goes up against the juggernaut that it's the Bulldogs <laughs> struggles. Yeah. That's only that's oh. only to be expected. They've, <laughs> I, I, for mine, Paris just got a number of rocks or diamonds players um, in attack and defence, particularly in the outside backs. Um, rocks or diamonds, one week they all come up diamonds together and then one week they all come up rocks together. Well, well, Bailey Simonson, Wunga Blake and... Even to a lesser extent, Micah Sivo. Yeah, like, Sivo in defence in particular, yeah, I yeah. think. Rocks or diamonds. But that, that edge defence too, like Blake. It used to be um, Blake Ferguson and now like Wanger and, and Simonson. Like that's your heart's in your mouth. So, so is it a systematic thing they're doing? Is it a way they're doing it? 
if we keep seeing the same different people but the same results? I, I think over a long period of time, that's been an issue. Their yeah. edge defence, yeah. absolutely. And, yep. and teams that like, you know, a, a team like South Sydney um, who, who've got such a potent left-side attack, like have always carved them up. Like they've, I think that's five or six in a row that yeah. South have won against them. Oh, and putting 30-plus on each and time. Absolutely. So that that needs to be addressed. And I don't know if it's a personnel issue or it's a system issue or a combination of the two. All right. Well, let's just get into this game. So uh, skipper James Tarmo, he had a calf strain, but uh, he's dropped out. So he was supposed to make a return, but he dropped out on Friday. He's placed at the starting side by Fanua Pole, uh, this youngster coming through with Austin Dice joining the bench. So these youngsters are starting to be blood through ahead of next year. Uh, Kenny Marlow is also out. Junior Tupu takes his place. Adam Dewey starts in the centres for James Roberts. And uh, Justin Matamur will make his NRL debut off the bench. So a lot of new faces there for the West Tigers. This game tonight at Leichhardt Oval, 7.30pm. For the Parramatta Eels, Ryan Madison, he had been named to make his return from a rib injury. But he's a late withdrawal also on Friday. Makahisi Makator has been promoted to the starting side. Nathan Brown joining the bench. Murata Nakore steps into the starting side at prop for Blues rep uh, Junior Paulo. Nathan Brown, is it any clues where he's going to end up? He's been given uh, free reign to go where he please. The hard part is that the clubs that are looking for players are reticent to actually sign and commit to someone until they know who their coach is. What's the point of, like, say, West Tigers appointing, uh, yeah. getting Nathan Brown and then they got a coach who says, I don't want Nathan Brown. So he's in a bit of a holding pattern and he's going to be a hard guy to shift because he's on good money. So, yeah, I don't know. He's, um, what I mean, what he sort an, of dodge he would he be on? on 600? On, uh, thereabouts, just yeah, under, yeah. under. Yeah. So that's, um, he was an origin player when he, when he did that deal. That's right. Um, so they've signed him at the very peak of his value and he's not playing up to it. So it's, it's a difficult one. And, and I'm glad you mentioned it, Joel, that the Tigers are starting to, to, blood some of these youngsters like there's nothing to lose no like like you know um uh justin madamu is meant to be a really good player there's there's several others that you mentioned fanua pole and austin diaz what do you got to lose nothing well, let, let's have a look at them give them some experience it might be a little bit before their time but they'll only be better for it next year we well, saw it with harry grant very clever from the melbourne store win-win where they had no use for harry grant at the time yeah they sent him to the west tigers but then when you get him back, he's got all this experience. He's a first when grader. If you kept him, he's just parked there in reserve grade. So it is being very clever. Um, Are these then, guys in their top 30? Must be. Yeah, they probably have to. Oh, after after well, round 11, I think you're able to. Development players are allowed to be chosen after a certain date. So yeah. all of that. All oh, that's what happened with uh, Jacob Karaz from the Bulldogs. Correct. Yeah, he isn't got, he good? He got one taste due to COVID. Oh, he's yeah. a great player. He's a terrific player. Where have they named him, Missile? Oh, on the wing. On the wing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous. <laughs> like, imagine being the opposite. Oh, he's been named on the wing all week. What's what, he doing what in the What happens centers? if he actually runs out on the wing? I know. Like, the, the, you can just tear up the if opposing coach. can just go, that's it, my yeah. game plan. I've been, yeah. I've been gaming this all week and they've got us. Maybe Mick Potter's got a six-week foil. You know, he, he's setting yeah. the trap for he's coaching four weeks. Uh, oh, man. Noddy would have worked with all those kids he's brought into the side this weekend as well. Through that's the a very good point. Mm. Is that what Noddy was previously? Some sort yes. of pathways. Which would have been, you know what, right? And was it a shot across the bow for the existing coaching staff with Madge because none of them got the job. Mm. So they looked completely past all the assistant coaches and they went straight down to the pathways and said, you take care of it. So it doesn't all go well for, for those potentially who – who are currently in those roles, who no. were assisting Madge. If I'm coming into the Tigers, I'm not keeping any staff. 
Yeah. I'm clearing the decks and bringing in my own people. Yep. Well, from what I can tell, and I had a chat to Cameron George this morning, I think at this point Andrew Webster is happy to go over there. He hasn't got any sort of um, set mindset about, you know, I, I want this guy as my assistant or whatever else. Um. So they're looking for a bit of stability in their coaching staff up there. But we see it's, it's such an expensive exercise because you don't just sack a coach. You have to then – basically sack all of their support staff yep. and the new guy brings in all of his assistants mm. and brains. How many trust. would there be? So you'd have the strength and conditioning, your assistant attack, assistant defense. Typically, yeah. Uh, like a head of high performance type They're, they're your main five and, yeah. and then your coaches, of course. What about like medical staff? Do you bring in your own head physio or head doc or not needed? What about oh. trainers as well? No, I think those trainers, five, the including boys. the coach, yeah. are the key ones. Okay, You've got gotcha. two main assistants, mm. head of high performance, and your strength and conditioning person. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's If you nail that, you're well on your way. So that's the thing, right? So What about recruitment? Yes, that's, well, that's number six. That's away okay. from the team in many okay. ways. But, yes, that's massive. That's the most important. Yep, long Cause, term. Because the, the coach has to get the side yep. that he wants. 100%. And, and the, the cr- recruitment manager's got to make sure he doesn't pay too much for him. Correct. Yeah, that, that's 100% right. Um what was the thing we we're talking about there? Um, recruitment. Man- oh, sorry. Yeah, Andrew Webster and Seraldo. Yes. Right. The issue they have is that when you go to a new club, Ivan Cleary has an Andrew Webster and Cameron Seraldo, so you have got this awesome team of three people coaching your team. If Seraldo takes off, he hasn't got Cleary and he hasn't got Andrew Webster. Andrew Webster doesn't have Cleary and doesn't have Seraldo. So it's not just a one-man band. What if Tim Sheens appoints himself? Who's going to be the head of football there? There you go. There you go. It's fascinating to see how all this plays out. Broncos take on the Dragons, boys. Tomorrow, very rare uh, Sunday afternoon game for the Broncos. In fact, the last one I truly remember between the pair was Wayne Bennett's last game at the Broncos, where the Dragons turned up, put 50 on them. Mm. That That was the end of the season for the Broncos. Do you remember that? No. That's going back a while, isn't it? Tarek Sims may have scored a couple. He went berserk. How often do the Broncos not turn up on a Thursday or Friday night on prime time? Yeah. Yeah. This is a tough what one. What would to the Doom Race Racecourse say? <laughs> they wouldn't have seen him this weekend, <laughs> would they? Yeah, this is a tough one to pick, isn't it? I agonised over this one. I also mm. thought I thought Melbourne would be a good once Nico Hines was, oh, was no. out. Special. And, and like mom just, you know, I was near the top of my tipping and it's just yeah. gone gone oh, down the no. gurgle the last so couple So I tipped weeks. the Sharks. I, Did I, you? Yeah, and when Nico was out, I wasn't any less confident. Reason being, the market was totally underestimating the outs for Melbourne. Munster, Brandon Smith was a little bit buckled. Harry Grant. Harry Grant, mm. um, Felice Gafusi over with his family. Mm. Massive and, and, and they did it without T- Toby Rudolph as well, yeah, who's yeah. You know, a big part of that side. I just thought, I haven't seen Melbourne. They basically did a Melbourne on Melbourne. Like mm, it was mm. just, I don't know if they were that bad, but Jesus, Sharks looked so sharp. Like in yeah. those, you know, tricky conditions. I know, I know, we talked about how the pitch held up well, but they were slick, weren't yeah. they? They've got a bit about them, Cronulla, at the moment. I, I went in the early crow before the Bulldogs game and said, I think we've seen them the best of Cronulla this year. They're on the decline. Bulldogs have played them back into form. Couldn't be any more wrong. Some of the forwards they've got, like Royce Hunt is a machine. He's come out of nowhere. Roy, well, ha- I mean, Hamlin Ueli was a massive in. Yeah. So they, now they've got, they've got a front row rotation of Royce Hunt, Hamlin Ueli, uh, Finucane can play there, Toby Rudolph can play there, Andrew Fafida, Aidan Tolman. Uh, they're just spoiled for riches at the moment. They're actually in a position now where they've got, a, they've got some tough decisions to make about some of their veteran players, like... 
Um, you know, Aiden Tolman, Wade Graham, what do they do with those guys? Andrew Fafita's off contract as well. Big, massive decisions to make. There is no question about that. Uh, g'day, boys. I own a business in Belmore Road, Riverwood. So could David Riccio please uh, formally amend his statement to Burwood Road, Belmore, just in case by some miracle Freddie gets the job? Uh, please, says Mike. He doesn't want Riccio uh, no, trolling that's, past. That's bad for business. That's bad for business. <laughs> uh, boys, Parra changed the team around too much, but I still think they'll win the comp. Go the Eels from Walshy. Ah, oh, from Bryce, is it? Uh, where is the cricket on the app, Bryce? From Alex on the SEN Victile. It's on the SEN Victile. If oh. you're looking for it. Oh, you added I've, that. I've made a little edit there, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I've hacked the system. Uh, what was that? Um, where he reads the That's tele- Anchorman. So what this was supposed to be was Bryce saying, where is the cricket on the app? Question mark, Bryce. <laughs> and Alex answers. And then he, he writes in bold from Alex, it's on the SCN Victile for me to say. Yes. Mm. What I've read is, where is the cricket on the app, Bryce? From Alex, it's on the SCN Victile. <laughs> uh, beautiful stuff. Uh, Sugar, you're beautiful, right, man. As long as uh, a long-time suffering warrior supporter, you have just made my week. Mm. Cheers, Kiwi Merck, and he's talking about the fact that I'm big time behind uh, Andrew Webster. Gents, re-RCG, run metres and post-contact metres are great, but most carries he gets turn on his back, which means he's relying on the opposition playing fair or the ref penalising for holding down to get a quick play of the ball. And we know how few penalties are blown in origin. Less metres, but a quicker play of the ball is preferable to the reverse, says Cheers Rusty. Fair call. Uh, one One thing to keep an eye out for, and... You can learn a lot in the press and in the media. Cameron Smith has made it very clear uh, throughout the week on the captain's run that they were well down on their kick pressure. So you can just rest assured that'll be a major priority. They won't have the same time Cleary and Burton they got in Origin 2, that's, that's for sure. That's what they did so well in Origin 1. So we've seen it before, like, you know, in previous years, Christian Welsh was that kick pressure guy. They've always had someone in their face and they, they just got it slipped, didn't they? In Origin I thought that would be uh, Jai Arrow in this series, but then they've tended not to give him that much game time. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, this one here, don't hate this. This coming from Ooft. He says, thoughts on Ponga to six, Val Holmes to one, and Capewell to centre, bringing another forward. Ponga set up both tries in game two. Yes, he did. The more he's on the ball with his pace, the more danger I feel there is for New South Wales, says Ooft. 100% off. There is not a question in the world about that. I, I don't hate that at all. Broncos take on the Dragons. 3pm on SEN. You've got Mark Braybrook, Gary Belcher and Scotty Sattler. Tessie New takes over at fullback. Tamari Martin's a big out. Uh, really quickly, is he is he done deal at the Warriors or has he been linked to the Warriors? He's been linked to the Warriors. It's not a done deal. But all of a sudden, they've got fullbacks a go-go, haven't yeah. they, the Broncos? So even Herbie Farnworth you know, has talked about wanting to play in the number one jersey. Um you couldn't keep them all, could you? No, that's exactly right. Uh, Fine has been named to play despite with a, a nobbling knee injury. Anyway, we've got to hit the break. Uh, make your next adventure effortless with the Gametic Go Collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Uh, Triple P on the text line. He says, AKA the Perth Para Pest. He said, Para to win the comp, put the lot on it, steal the wifey's purse, sell the kids, put the house on it. All of that responsibly, he says, 1000%. Okay, good luck with that, yes. Perth Para Pest. Uh, coming up next, Queensland Cup with Drury Forbes and Ryan Hanson. You've got the call tomorrow as well. We're looking forward to that. And don't forget the three state of origin calls this week. The New South Wales call, very biased, Queensland neutral. Adrian, outstanding, mate. Well done. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Missile. Missile, likewise. And and have a great day, Miss Island. So to you, the maestro. To all the listeners, we'll catch you next time. We appreciate you being part of Crunch Time. All thanks to Isuzu, the MUX.
Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.